All right. All right. Uh, welcome in, everybody, I think, to the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Wednesday, October 4th. We're coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, which is always evolving, and we're learning, and we're getting better. Uh, it, it's okay. It, we're going to be fine. We're on the air today from 3.06 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the land, you know it's better as the Big X. Uh, Trev, was that did the whole song play? Could they hear the whole song and we just couldn't? What was going on there? I, I don't know how much would, I don't think I don't think any of it was going over the air because I have a little radio back here that I was trying to listen to and I heard nothing. So. Okay, so I it was funny because it just it was a part of the song that we we never get to. Yeah, we, we've never listened to the song that far. So I was like I was imagining people listening, hearing the normal intro, then not hearing me say anything for like seven minutes and just having the music go on. But that was a, that, that was interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, luckily, for once, it turned out well that I actually put that much bed music at the end of the open. Yeah, there we go. It works. Because uh, some joker decided to press some buttons around here and take us that didn't listen to be on the air. I, well, I did notice. Scoots, I'm looking at you, buddy. You're the only other one that messes with this. I did notice today, like, I, I listened to the, sh- the, the station both on the way to dropping Virginia off at school and then picking her up. And KRC was doing the thing today because TJ's uh, – Hannah, his wife, has jury duty. So TJ was doing the Did show. She re- really? She, yeah, TJ was doing the show remotely for the first time in the new studio. Roush and Scoots were here, and it was kind of, it was, I only heard the first, like, 10, 15 minutes or so. It was, it was a little hit or miss. The, TJ was not able to hear Roush, and the sound was kind of going back and forth. And then on the way to pick up Virginia from school, I turned on Hoosier Report, and it was like, you couldn't hear it at all. Like, like it was, you, you turn the volume up to, like, 100 just to faintly hear Matt and Scoots. So I don't. I, I'm assuming something was going on there, uh, and they were messing with some stuff to try to get it fixed, and that's probably why we had some issues getting started there. Yeah, they were just start just pushing buttons over here, just taking us off the air. Long story short, it's Scoots' fault. I blame Scoots 100. percent Now we By are. Way, that's crazy. She's got jury duty because uh, today is also I want to say birthday to uh, Lucy Walker, the daughter. Happy birthday, Lucy. She's it's birthday today. Enjoy those twos, Walker family. They are <laughs> bitter treat. They got twos coming. She remember Hannah's pregnant, so. Two's actually was uh, was okay. Three is where Virginia developed a little bit of an attitude. She's think, growing out of it. You think the twos back. is overrated as terrible twos? Three was way worse for us. We'll see him. John turns two in I mean, 21 days, 23 days, and we'll see how twos go for him. But for Virginia, she I mean, she always has had a little bit of an attitude, but threes were way worse than twos. And now that she's four, she's kind of she's, she's growing out of it. She's maturing a little bit, which is good. Tell that to the school teachers. Hey, Two school teachers have been raving about it the last few weeks. So we're, we're, we've done something right. She was, she was the best at school this week. They had manners uh, all week is what they were learning. And she was the best. So we're doing well. We're, so we're, we're back on track. Is this hot in your room as it is in mine right now? It's toasty in here today. Okay, I didn't know if it was just me because I think I'm going window up today. I've been wearing sweatshirts in here all week because it's been a little cool. And today I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to strip down here. So okay, I just want to make sure because sometimes I, 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 I'm kind of confused because, you know, me being a bigger guy, I get hotter normally. And. Plus, we weren't on the air, so I was kind of running around. Fasting loose with the term run, but you know, I was moving around. So I, I didn't know if it was just me or not. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, because I hate to do the behind-the-curtain stuff on air, but we, we kind of have no choice here. We've got podcast Trevor. Danny's coming in today, which I just found this out oh, last night. So yeah. maybe, maybe. He's coming in studio. You can't have podcast Trevor and radio Trevor cannot exist in the same area. This is going to happen. This is you, you get meeting a Trevor, a Trevor divided by itself cannot stand. It's like the Arafat Rabin handshake. This is going to be we're, we're making history here. Podcast Trevor and Radio Trevor in the same building at the same time doing the same show. He's going to be in here at 4:30. He's coming through for work and he was like, "I could just stop by." And I was like, "Sure, let's do it." <laughs> um 
Yeah, I never. I, I love like I never keep track of. Like, I don't even know what Danny was doing. I, I started. I did the podcast with him this morning. I'm like, I don't even know where you are. He, he's like, I'm in Lexington. My wife gets mad because my friends and I like text all the time. Like, we're, we're, and so she's like, what are you texting about that you don't know? Like where he is in the world, but you know, I'm like, I don't know, videos of like Dennis Evans falling asleep in class and stuff, important stuff. Hey, I've seen that video now. Yeah, it's what we're talking about. But so we have the other two mics in here. Dave says they work. Do you know how to turn them on? (laughs) I've had this problem before in the past, I know, but I, yes, I know the buttons to push to turn them on. Okay, because the only other time we tried this, it did not go, it did not go well. Well, we got to keep in mind, one, he was very soft-spoken. Well, that wasn't the issue because we were, we were the issue was we were sharing a mic. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean both mics should work. We just got to figure out. You got to realize which one I'm testing you on, whether it's red or blue. Okay, well I know which ones. I'm assuming the one with the blue cord with the speakers is the blue one now, even though they both have they both have the exact same red cords around them. So I'm assuming the one on the my right is the red, and my left is. I the mean, blue. worst case scenario, we could have just him come in here and and you know just. We can, I mean, him can share a mic. This could happen. That I mean, happen. We, we share a Rutherford. Why can't we share a mic? No, don't, don't, don't phrase it like that. I don't like that. <laughs> what do you mean? Not <laughs> ideal. So we'll do that at 430. Danny, I mean, Danny's got a unique perspective. He grew up, you know, sort of a Notre Dame fan. I mean, he, he, he was born in Chicago. His dad graduated from Notre Dame. His dad's like a diehard Irish alum. So Danny kind of grew up rooting for Notre Dame and then developed a love of, of L once his family moved here. So he's always been, like, since, since I've known him at least, which is like age 12, He's been a Louisville fan first, but also kind of kind of roots for Notre Dame second. And now his dad has this decision to make because he's a season ticket holder for U of L, but still kind of a Notre Dame guy. So we'll pick his brain about that. What it's like to grow up cheering half evil, half good, uh, and, and then we'll, we'll we get have to, to some pick other one. You can't you can't have two teams. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Danny clearly is a Louisville guy, I mean, you, but his you, dad you, has got to make his choice this week. I mean, I like Western. I'll root for Western in any situation, probably, unless they play Louisville, then it's death to Western. Well, yeah, this is a huge weekend, though, for – so the entire Snard family is coming to town. He's got three kids. He's got Cam, his oldest, is a boy, and he's got two girls that are younger. <laughs> and so people name their kids Cam? I mean, I swear. Why? I, I know two other people who have kids named Cam. Camden. Well – there's always short for Cameron. Even Rashawn's uh, son's name's Cam. Yeah. So Danny's son is Camden. They call him. They call him Cam or, or Camden. But Cam is like. So he's he's growing up in the belly of the beast of Ohio State up there in, in Dublin, Ohio, right outside Columbus. And it's getting to a point now where look, global sports have been bad for most of his life, and all of his friends are diehard Ohio State. And he's kind of doing this thing where he's like, "Is it okay if I root for Ohio State a little bit?" And Danny's like, "I can't tell him no." But he's going to the game this weekend. The, all the Snards are tailgating, but then the the two younger children are going to go home. And so Cam is going going to the game. Like He's going to become a man at Cardinal Stadium. He's staying for the whole game. He's going there. I feel like we're playing for Camden Snards fandom this weekend. Like, like we need – Danny needs this win more than anything else. If he can experience the the atmosphere that we're supposed to see at LNN Stadium, experience the cards trampling Notre Dame, his grandpa's alma mater right in front of him, maybe his, his Bob Snard will cry. Who knows? But I, I feel like we can – we can keep the Cam Sonards of the world, the next generation of fans, on our side. It's a big night for Danny and, and really the ra- entire. You're saying he raised a bandwagon jumper. Well, I'm saying he raised a kid who has never seen. He has no memories of Louisville being good at anything, and he doesn't live in Louisville, so it's it's kind of tough for him. He, he's spent most of his life in Columbus. He's more Columbus than he is Louisville. We oh, got to well, fight for that's him. That's not good. Yeah, I, we, I know. I know those people. We got to fight for him. Yeah, we got. We got. We got. We got. We got to do something. At some point, we've got to win this next generation back. 
Jeff Brom's doing his damnedest. Next thing you know, they're rooting for the Blue Jackets. It's 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 a it's a slippery slope. You don't want any. Oh, Danny's a diehard Blue Jackets. Oh, guy. good lord. Yeah. He's a, he's a big Blue Jackets guy. Uh, which he, he hopped on at the right time. They finished dead last in the NHL the last two years. So <laughs> well the, done. Even the expansion team I picked finished better than that. Man, yeah, cracking a bit in the playoffs. Won a series. Uh, we've we've got plenty to get to today. It, it's still a, a massive week. It's rolling on. A, a couple of a little bit of movement on the the betting line as we get deeper into the week, which I think is interesting. Uh, we've got a couple other notes that have come up today that I want to talk about. Uh, we'll have other stuff to get to. We'll, we'll recap Trevor's Blue Jays being the you know the final anecdote in Minnesota's ridiculous 18 game playoff losing streak. Oh, uh, that's why you're bringing Danny because you know I'm gonna watch the Blue Jay game at 4:30. I, I was gonna say I was gonna that was gonna lead me to that. <laughs> I think this is going to work out perfectly for you because, you know, you're, you're engaged, hopefully, for the first 90 minutes of the show. And then when you want to be wavering a little bit, which happened yesterday with the Blue Jays on, you know, you're, you're, the load that you have to carry is not going to be as large for the second half of today's show. So this works out well for you. Yeah, I'm not feeling too confident about today's game, though, to be honest with you. Well, not to mention, back-to-back 430 games. I mean, what kind of, like, BS is that by MLB? Better than back-to-back 3 o'clock games. Nah, it's because you got a point. But, yeah, but it's, that's, those are Tampa. No, 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 clearly, they have no one showing up anyway. Did you see that, by the way? That's embarrassing. I think I, mean, I sent it to you, When Dick Vitale even tweets it out and calls you embarrassing, you're the only guy that shows up to your games more often than not. I don't care that it's 3 o'clock on a Tuesday. 19,000 fans. The lowest total for an MLB playoff game since the 1919 <laughs> World Series. It's been over a well, century. Hey, that bumped your Reds off the worst, most embarrassing it's, playoff. It's been it over a century since a playoff baseball game drew less of a crowd than the Tampa, Ray fan, Tampa, Tampa Bay fans that showed up yesterday for the game. That's pathetic. The only Move the stadium. Move the it, team. it took that long to beat out a, a, a series where everyone knew it was fixed and didn't want to show up to the game. Embarrassing. Thirteen thousand came to that night. I'm embarrassed. Series. I picked them to go to the World Series yesterday. I, I wish if I could take it back, I would. <laughs> nice jinx. I mean, I don't care about the jinx. I just care about it's a, it's a fan base and a I mean, ownership that, is, group. Is that, that now cursed. the because I mean before before yesterday, if I'd said like who's got like kind of the the I don't want to say worse, but the n- least caring fan base when it comes to a team. Like what what kind of like what fan base would you or city maybe fan base would you have said before yesterday? Um. There's always one I always have in my mind. I mean, probably the Marlins. Yeah, I was um, me. I, I don't. They can deny it all they want. Atlanta is horrible. How many times have we seen a Braves game with empty seats and playoffs? I I walked up to a Hawks second round playoff game ten minutes before tip off and bought good tickets one time. Well, they I, have a huge stadium though. They're, they're always in like the top ten. I mean, top I get five you, okay, I get that. I mean, but but they just don't show up for. They don't care. I mean, the city just doesn't show up half the time. So that that would be. And that's saying a lot. I mean, that's not saying they're whole, not, all of them are horrible, but a percentage of them. Last night, Tampa knocked them off the, the, the top of the bandwagon for me. Yeah, race fans. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You came. They I need mean, a new stadium. I get it. They need to move. <laughs> new stadium. Yeah, they want. Fair. They want a larger stadium. They came and fill this one. Well, there's a reason. I don't want to get too deep into the Tampa Bay Rays stadium subject. Oh, you think a new stadium's going to change anything? It didn't change anything for Miami. I do. <laughs> uh, how do you? How, how was your Tuesday night, TK? Outside of sulking over the Blue Jays game one loss. <laughs> well, it was, it was a sulky night. I'll give you that. Um, pretty, actually, somewhat basic. Um, I started watching, I, I, started, I texted you last night while doing it. I was watching some American Dads. I'm in season 11. Nice. Um, I, I can tell now where they've moved from Fox to TBS. Because they can start cussing. You, you can hear the cussing as well as that. I mentioned the character leaving the show because he's voiced by, I guess, somebody who quit the show when they, when they made the move. So that's why they wrote off the the Terry character. Mm. I looked at it, I looked it up after I texted I, you. I didn't yeah. realize that. 
he was one of the showrunners that left when they made the transition, so they just wrote his character off as following 311, which is hilarious. Um, but I did watch that, and I watched Speed, then I watched Another American Dad, and I actually went to bed. Speed's a great movie. Speed's a really good movie. Very, I mean, when you talk about action, is action comedy, is that the right philosophy? Right yes, it is funny moments. Yeah, it's got so. its moments, yeah. Uh, action comedy, I'd say it's, I mean, it's one of the best in the 90s. It would be the diehard of the 90s. I think that's fair. It's entertaining. Because they, neither one, both are entertaining, both are popular, neither have anything to do with Christmas. It keeps me focused. It, I like Speed. <laughs> what about Speed 2? Uh, not, not as much. Did you ever watch Speed 2? I did. It was, I did not. I did. It was, it was, <laughs> it's been a long time. I just remember thinking it was not good. It's on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Not great. Going after a glacier. Not good. Yeah, but speed, yeah, speed one, uh, there yes, the whim of a madman. Let's get the... I'm taller. <laughs> let's do the TK updated vibe check for for Wednesday. Scale of 1 to 10, where are you confidence level right now for a, a Louisville victory Saturday night over Notre Dame? Uh, confidence, uh, I'm still at a 5.96. No movement. Not really. None yet. Uh, I mean, let's get this show going, see how I feel. Something that may... That's what I do this show for, is for you to bring my confidence up. Well, I mean, I'm... I'm May not be the best week for that. But I'm, I'm going to do what I can. And now you're bringing a Danny in to help reassure it. I mean, come on. I need. I, 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 we got to bring this up to a seven and a half, eight. The, the good thing about Danny, it's not good for today. But once we get to Saturday, once like Danny is very much a creature of his environment. Like once he gets into the stadium and like sees card march, he's like, "We're going to win by thirty. Like all week, he'll be like, "I don't know. You know, I think I, I feel like we're going to lose by ten. We haven't seen the, the, a team in the trenches that's as tough as this. He'll be like really as analytical as Danny can be. And then he gets caught up in the moment very quickly. It's why he's a terrible gambler. Like he'll, we'll be walking in the stadium. He's like, I don't know. I think we're gonna win this thing by by three touchdowns. He does it with the Reds every single year. The season will end. We'll all in our little Reds group be like, you know, we'll look at the moves. We're like, why aren't we making more moves? This team's gonna suck. We're gonna lose ninety games this year. We're gonna lose hundred games this year. Danny will be in total agreement. And then we'll get to February, and he's like, you know, I've been diving more into the uh, the Scott Shebler stats, and I'm thinking that he actually is a huge pickup for us. And then by the time we get to opening day, he's like. He's like, I think we can make the playoffs. It just he's he's a naturally optimistic guy when he gets caught in the belly of the beast. But for There's today, nothing wrong with that sometimes. Yeah, for today, I don't know how much it's going to help. He's it's still Wednesday. We're still in the middle of the week. But we we also don't know it's still which optimistically he's going to be towards I Louisville or Notre Dame. Well, no, Danny's is there's no question. Oh, he has no question. It's, okay. it's all about his dad is the question. Ah, uh, gotcha. where his allegiance are going to lie. Like Danny's Danny's 100 Louisville. I'm um, not worried about Papa the Louisville podcast, Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> Bob, we'll see what happens. We're very curious to see what he shows up wearing for the tailgate on Saturday. But here's something that may get your conference going a little bit. So okay. The, the line, you know, it opened at six and a half on Sunday. It jumped to seven in, in a lot of places with seven and a half briefly. It's held strong at six and a half for the last 48 hours. But today, the line has moved down to Notre Dame minus five and a half. There's some money coming in on the card. People think that UofL can cover that spread. I don't like it because I want it to be seven because the Jeff Brom stat yeah. as a touchdown home underdog. But there is some confidence out there. Vegas typically knows. Uh, that does make me feel a little bit warm and toasty. There you go. See, we're working. We're, we're, I mean, I'll, we're I'll, slowly chipping away. I likely will be betting on Louisville when 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 push comes to shove and the game comes around. But and I don't have to worry about getting that over across the bridge to do it before the game time because I can do it right from my living room. It's a good feeling. Uh, as I'll be betting on baseball here just shortly, uh, right here from the studio. Hopefully, maybe I'll win this time, unlike yesterday. Are you gonna bet on the Jays again? Yeah, I'm gonna bet on the Jays again. They cost me ten bucks yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, cost me a, a boost, me, a, a boost bet. Me, me times ten as well. 
See, uh, but hey, but tonight my limit for that bet was ten dollars. I, I originally was going to bet more, and then I was like, eh, I have a little bit more confidence today because we got Jose Barreros going on, the former twin, the guy we traded Austin Martin for. Barrios. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so name. <laughs> you know what? You win the day, and I'll remember your name, Jose. <laughs> and I won't call immigration either. So you know that we I got a little bit of confidence. We're going to win. We're going to win. He's got a chip on his shoulder from Minnesota. I like that. I like where you are. Hey, so that's what I'm telling myself when I make the bet. Jose's going to do it. He's going to get it done today. I watched Jose Barreos uh, pitch a uh, get a victory over the Reds in in August. So there you go. Oh maybe, yeah, maybe you, I'm yeah. good luck. Maybe I'm good luck for him. But I can't. I'm not with you in watching it. Yeah. Well, we're still, we're here. We're here together. We're we're we're, we're, we're here. Can, wall give me the wall up. Happen. Put your hand on the wall for me. I will. It's right there. Oh, that's it's on the wall. Like, right yeah, that's it. Speaking of the, the the spread, in case you're wondering, this was as of this morning. I'm sure it's changed since then. But as of this morning, 57 percent of people who had wagered on Louisville Notre Dame had bet on the Irish to cover the six-and-a-half, then six-and-a-half-point spread. 43% of wagers had Louisville pulling the upset, and 53% of people predicted that the game will go over 54-and-a-half points. 47% said it will go under 54-and-a-half points. Uh, I'm assuming because the spread went down that the handle is more on Louisville than it is on Notre Dame, even though more individual bets have been placed on the Irish to cover the spread. Kind of a, a couple interesting numbers. You know, we're, not, we're not full on gambling site, but there are some... I think interesting gambling numbers that are out there, betting numbers. Louisville, in its last seven home games, 7-0 against the spread. Pretty good. That is good. I wouldn't have guessed that. Unfortunately, Notre Dame is 10-0 against the spread in its last 10 games against ACC teams. Well, they won third in a row, so. I still don't like that. I still don't like that. Cardinals, 6-14 and straight up in the last 20 games as an underdog. And if you're looking at the over-under bet, the total has gone over in 10 of Notre Dame's last 13 games, but it's gone under in seven of Louisville's last 10 games. Hmm. <laughs> I think that with that was Louisville, especially under, but this season with Brahma, I think they've been a yeah, little overzealous sure. with the over over unders. And when they have had offensive explosions, they've been huge. You know, you know just when the one boy, the Boston College. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they put up big numbers against Murray State, and then they don't really that much the next week against IU, and so the, the spread goes down. And then when you're starting to correct it a little bit, the offense puts up 56 on Boston College, so you go way back up again, and then 13 against NC State. What is, so, what is the over-under on this Notre Dame game? Uh, 54 and a half. Okay, that's, that's kind of been where Louisville's been, I think, every game at like 54 to 56. I would I would like the under if I was betting. I would too, and I probably will probably lean taking the under when I make a bet on it. But I feel like, it's a, it, I feel like ultimately it's going to be pretty close to being right at that number. And the, both teams, yeah, I can see that. I don't know, but I mean, the, the, the last, I mean, they would have hit the under on, on Duke and Wake Four. I mean, uh, Duke and Notre Dame game if that was a 54. Yeah, for sure. Uh, apparently. Indiana, uh, Notre Dame kind of covered that barely with the, getting that touchdown. Left. I heard you just fix the audio a little bit. Did that, are, are we getting better now? Because. I'm trying to. Apparently there's a big buzz in the background. For the literally. buzz, I can't, I don't know where that's coming from. Because I also don't hear it. Because I actually muted myself and put, I listened on the uh, little radio behind me. And I did not hear that buzz. So the I'm buzz not, was bad when I was listening to. Hoosier Report, but it, like it was also like I couldn't, you, could, you couldn't hear anything besides the buzz. You had to like turn up to a hundred just to hear Dennison a little bit. What if it's because yesterday was the twelve year anniversary of when we when we came on the air at the Big X, and that time we were called the Sports Buzz? Maybe, maybe it's a haunting. I had to, so I. I oh, like, happy birthday, Dave Ragone! Yesterday too, belated. Happy birthday, Davey. We I love forgot you. to tell that yesterday on the air. We love Ragone. I one time had to tell Ragone that he was in my seat. I've had to tell Ragone many a bad things before <laughs> in the past. I didn't. My, my favorite Ragones is when I was doing the TV show with him, and he got mad at me because I kept making it was this morning show. It was him doing it by himself. I think Scott was gone for something. 
and I was I'm the only one in like the production room. It's a studio that like overlooks like the like something you see on TV out of like a TV show about a TV show. You know, they're down in this little you know room, and there's a camera, and I'm up in like the upper room looking down on them. But I'm the only one there because that's how you know we don't have any production money. So give you a little god complex. So I gotta like go do that. I gotta go like set up the camera, then run up there, and I'm like doing the sound and everything. I don't know why I got bored, and I just started making little th- lower thirds, just making fun of Dave Ragone. Be like, he has 2,100 bobblehead Heisman winner trophies in his garage. Buy one, get six free. I would. And then just, and then like, one of the guys has yet to ever beat his wife in one-on-one in basketball. And just this little thing, he's, I mean, he had no idea that was going on because he's, you know, doing a show, and it's these lower thirds only showing on screen. And uh, he, later on, he, uh, he he thought it was funny, but... He still was like, dude, what the hell? Did he? I think he secretly probably just wanted to kick her ass. <laughs> it's probably why he left and went and became an NFL coach. That's the only reason why. He, he was. He was like, single-handedly I was, bullied him into NFL coaching career. He was enjoying doing radio oh God, here. What was that? What was what? You just, your voice just went up like 55 octaves. Did it really? Oh, my God. What's that? What is happening? <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, well, don't do it. I, can't. No. I mean, people are going to turn the channel. Okay, well, yeah, don't, wow. Don't yeah, do that. I think they've done that already. Um, no, actually, I know what button it was, and I accidentally hit it, so okay. I'm sorry. Well, going great here. <laughs> going great. Eventually, we're going to get... I wonder what that sounded like to you. It was very insanely loud. It sounded like I still have a ringing in my left ear. I, so I picture being like Roger Rabbit when he, come, when he comes clean. He's like, well, I sounded just like that. It was terrible. It was not fun. I don't want... I don't, please don't do it again. All right. Uh, we have less to get to today. We want to hear from you as, as well on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Thornton's Reminder, hooking you up with the best deals all football season long. If you want to save some money at the pump, if you want to save some money inside, anytime you stop into one of the areas, 76,854 Thornton's locations, all you have to do is become a Refreshing Rewards Program member. Download the Refreshing Rewards app, sign up. It takes about a minute. Boom. You're benefiting from all the good deals. Do all that and then text us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, your whatever at 502-414-1450. We also have the the Jeff Brom Radio Show is back tonight. Uh, if you can't make it out to the Roosters in Fern Creek, you can hear all the action from 7 to 8 on 970 WGTK. It's also on 93.9 The Ville. But make sure you listen. to. I feel like the radio shows are the most slept-on source of information when it comes to L fandom. Like, there's always something there that I don't... Like, I guess people aren't listening, but I always, there's always something said on the basketball or the football radio show that you just don't hear anywhere else. And uh, you know, sometimes a reporter will be listening and they'll pass it along and it will go viral. But a lot of times I hear something, I'm like, ooh, I didn't know that. I don't think anybody knew that. And it's only said here. So check out the Jeff Brom Show tonight, 7 to 8 on 970 or 93.9 The Bill to get your, your source of, of Louisville information. Now, it's, it's Louisville-Notre Dame week, but we got positive basketball news yesterday. And I think we have to discuss it. Um, we got it kind of well. We got it late in yesterday's show, right? A little bit. We we had the report from CDK. CDK on Car Chronicle broke the news, but it had not been confirmed by U of L until after we got off the air. So we're gonna take a first break when we come back. Look, if you want to get the vibes right for Saturday, you gotta check all the boxes. Positive basketball news may be the best indication we've had yet that the vibes are getting right for Saturday's game. We'll talk a little Tyler Johnson, what it means, what it doesn't mean. Uh, take some text from you guys, and then a couple of Notre Dame tidbits also. All that coming your way next here on the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
Now it's Wednesday. Are these just TK randoms? Oh yeah, you got right. ran- and I got some good randoms today for you. I like it. It was the the, the shuffle went a little uh, a little, little wonky today. That's the best kind. <laughs> We're two for two so far. Like originally it was just like okay, I got a Billy Joe and a Rick James. That's that's kind of normal. The, the next one's kind of kind of an oldie but a goodie. But then there's uh, I think there's one or two that hadn't even been played yet on here. All right, I'm excited. I'm looking so, forward to it. I'm looking, and so am I. Now, look, it's been a long time since we've had the opportunity to do this. And I don't mean sit here and talk about whatever. <laughs> talk about whatever all the time. Talk about whatever all the time. But what we have not had talked about in a long, long time is a positive UofL men's basketball story. Uh-huh. We got one of those yesterday. Uh, yeah. I will give props. My guy, Steve Kaplan, uh, broke the news with the, the scoop over at Car Chronicle during the, the middle of yesterday's show saying that he had heard that it was announced at practice that Tyler Johnson, the freshman point guard from New York, had been declared eligible by the NCAA and that the team had celebrated and, and Tyler was happy and all that good stuff. UofL then confirmed it right when we went off the air. And here's the press release that UofL put out yesterday about Johnson's eligibility. So the NCAA has confirmed the immediate eligibility of University of Louisville freshman guard Tyler Johnson. The Brooklyn native averaged 18.4 points, 5.7 assists, 4.8 rebounds, and 2.5 steals per game as a senior last year at our savior, Luther. Lutheran in the overtime elite league, and then that's pretty much it. There's no statement from Kenny Payne. Didn't get the high character warrior, but that's okay. Uh, I don't know. That's a little worrisome, but all right. The fact of the matter is Tyler Johnson, the only other quote-unquote true point guard on the roster, is eligible for this season. I I don't know if it – I don't think this is a piece of news that takes you from not NCAA tournament good, if we aren't, who knows if we are or not, to being in the NCAA tournament. But it's also, it's not a nothing burger. The, the, we saw last year just how badly we needed a secondary ball handler. And Hersey Miller, God love him, was not up to the task. Uh, we tried to, to bump Mike James over to the one at times. Late last season, he was not up to the task. Maybe both those guys will be significantly better this year. What we know is that Tyler Johnson's a true point guard. He was originally committed to Memphis, uh, had some eligibility issues there. We were worried about the eligibility issues here, obviously, but... Hey, the NCAA eventually said, you're good to go. No worries. Make this thing happen. Uh, I do think that he's, I, I like the bounce that he has. I, I like the feistiness that he plays with. He's got the you know, all the stereotypes of a New York point guard, the good ones and the bad ones. Uh, the defense, I think, could be a little bit better, but that's on the coaching staff to fix. He's a, he's a high school kid trying to play college basketball. They Getting good defensive instruction for the first time in his life is what's supposed to happen at college. But I think this is a, it's a very positive piece of news for the U of men's basketball program, if nothing else. And from what I've heard of practice, he's been you know, pretty good. He's been going toe-to-toe with Scott Clark in a way that nobody else could, which is good to hear. If nothing else, you feel like we're not going to be in a position where if Clark gets three fouls early in the first half, it's like, oh my God, I hope we're not down 20 at halftime. Or if, if Clark is out in the second half or just not playing well or gets hurt, God forbid, that we're just completely screwed. I think he can come in and hold the fort and, and do some really positive things. It may be a little bit of hit or miss. I don't think it's going to be Russ Smith-level hit or miss. There'll be a little bit of that. But I do think that eventually he can be a really good college player. This is a, hey, it feels weird to talk about it. This is positive Louisville men's basketball news. This is good. No, you're not wrong whatsoever. I mean, and, and I would, trust me, I'll be the first one to tell you when you are wrong. This is definitely positive news. Now, like you said kind of briefly, does this does this news make you think that Louisville's going from what you thought maybe was a French bad team to a tournament team or anything beyond that? Probably not. But you know what? This is baby steps. We won four games this year. We got a baby step. And right now, baby stepping forward 
in terms of positive news and progression forward is getting guys on a roster, including one that is a point guard, other than, obviously, Sky. So, yeah, this is definitely positive news. Now, anything beyond this is going to be nothing but gravy and, and, and whipped cream and cherries and sprinkles and, and all those good things that you put on top of bananas and, and chili. So, I mean, yeah, this is this, this is good news. And this first good news, when's the last time we had this kind of – the, this kind of good news level good news for little basketball it's been forever i mean, it, it, I mean maybe when tyler kind of committed and we were like maybe we got him and then we, we like, got a guard at least yeah and then we don't know if we got him now i mean that was probably honestly that was probably the last time that we had something that was like hey this is pretty positive, positive. <laughs> outside of the the flyby boxes that are going around we're like that's yeah, kind of a cool idea yeah I'm dennis telling. falling asleep in class and catching his glasses <laughs> i mean that's, that's where we're at yeah like the hand-eye coordination that's there. the straws we're grasping it i don't know if i do the box right away because i mean they, they were so unself-aware enough to do it as the end number four is is all the clues. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, come Ex- on. Execution was flawed. The Zampane hey. tip-in video. <laughs> the Zampane tip-in video. Yeah, I mean that was a good one. That's I mean we we they, we we have had to stretch for positives, but this is one that you don't really have to stretch for, which is good because I can't stretch very much anymore. It does feel good, and yeah. this is something. And it's like I said, will the positive grow? Is maybe if Tyler we see is is you know better than we maybe expect. Or at least as good as some maybe fanboys expect. You know, who knows? But th- at right now, it is a positive news. It is a crawl. It is, it is a pull myself up from the ground. We're not walking just yet, but we're not sitting in our own filth in our diaper. And look, I've got, I've heard things, but I've got no idea how good this kid is with my, I haven't seen him play with my own eyes. But the good thing about that is a week from tonight, we get the red-white scrimmage at 7 o'clock, and this is going to be a really intriguing red-white scrimmage. I think people want to see uh, you know, guys like Tyler Johnson, the newcomers, how much can they contribute right away. I think we can get a sense of Dennis Evans. You know, There's been all this talk about he's ready defensively, but he's not. He's a work in progress offensively. I think we can find out just how much of a work in progress he is by seeing him with our own eyes in a game-like setting uh, in a week. So I'm really excited to see this team play just because we can talk about what we think based on – you know, highlights the guys had from last season on different teams or highlights the guys had on, on last season's terrible team here or what we've seen from you know, footage on, on YouTube clips. I mean, I've got no idea how good Karan Davis is, and neither do you. And if you act like you do, you are a straight-up liar. Nobody knows how good Karan Davis is, and we won't have a, a, any sort of like realistic sense until we actually Danny watch him play in a does. week. Danny Manning the one guy. Danny Manning knows how good he is. I was scrolling through. I was looking for an, I was looking for an old... Uh, picture, my old photos, and I guess I'd screen captured, screenshot something that I was using to make fun of Danny Manning when he was head coach at Wake Forest, and the tweet was, I just asked Danny Manning straight up what his defensive philosophy is, and he responded with, guard your damn man. And I was like, well, that's, that's, that doesn't make me Sometimes the simplest answer is the best answer. I guess. Sometimes it's not, though. I was scrolling through my memories on Facebook today, and 15 years ago today, apparently I was listening to the sales and Holy Cross on the ticket. Why? I don't know. I almost, was Roush playing? I, that's the funny thing. I, almost, I was thinking about sending the picture of it to Roush. Like, were you on this ga- in this game? I've got to give Roush props. I wonder if he was. Real quick. Since, <laughs> since you, you put me on it, I've got to give Roush props for something. You should. Roush deserves it. Nick Roush, uh, writes for KSR, does KRC a, every, every morning here, 7 to 9, with TJ Walker. And uh, you know, on his Instagram yesterday, I guess his best friend got married last weekend. And are you familiar with... They do first looks at weddings, before weddings, where like the groom sees the bride in her dress for the first time, and the photographer's there, and they capture you know, the look on his face. It's supposed to be like, oh, oh my bet. God, like I've never seen you look so beautiful. Please tell me some of them just like, have like, the bad looks on them. Well, no, so, so they did this for me. Like We did it. We had the pictures. There's one picture like right after where I'm trying to avoid her stepping in dog poop in the front, front yard of this house. 
Um, but was it my house? I promise it was not. But so they set the they set Roush's best friend up to where Roush is wearing a white dress behind oh, him, my and they tell him like she's here. This is the first time you're gonna see her. Like you know, he's preparing to like he's he's like fighting back tears, preparing to see the love of his life, looking more beautiful than she's ever looked. And he turns around and sees you know gangly ass Nick Roush wearing this white dress. Like Roush and his buddies do love drag. It was they, hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, they, they they have told me many. He's told me a lot of stories involving drag with him. It friends. was very funny. I was like I was like I've never seen this prank done before. Well executed. That so is, it's that, a brilliant idea. That is, that, that, I didn't know, didn't know the tele- did, he, did he punch him? <laughs> didn't know the tele- South End got down. <laughs> if, you turn, if you turn around and you saw in that situation, what would your first reaction have been? I would have laughed. <laughs> I'd love to see him just like give him a jab right in the face. But then I wouldn't have like, tried. Ah, boom. <laughs> if they had tried to do it with Mary then like 10 minutes later, I wouldn't have trusted. I'd be like, it's going to be all my friends doing That's this true. now. That's yeah, true, <laughs> Which I can't imagine. Like Props to Roush for you know being comfortable enough in his manhood to do that. Like, I'm oh, not yeah. sure if my friends would have done that. Like, I'm trying to think of one that would do that just for the joke. And I don't, I'm not sure any of them would have would have gone that far. I would have I would do it, but I would just also be like is this even me like if if I'm the one like questioning whether this is like <laughs> now, you do it idea, would be hilarious. Like I would like if y'all think this is really a good idea, I'll do it. I'll, I'll put the dress on and yeah and, and yada yada a little early for a drink, but we got a 4:31st pitch, so it's all good. Have have one on me. And but I would just I would also be like, okay, guys, this is, I think it's funny. I think it's hey, I'm all on board on all these ideas, which is not saying a lot. But I'm also wondering, is this really a good idea? Like, like is she okay with this? This is kind of a you know, this is like the 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 bride's big day, right? I mean, I think we should do this to Patrick when he gets married. <laughs> I am 100 percent down with if that. He and Jenna get engaged in like you know five what? years. <laughs> he turns around, he's expecting to see her, never looking more beautiful, and it's just. Yeah, this at this time it'll be like you pushing fifty in a full on dress, just staring there. Well, that's it. What about our intern Jenna? We she's getting in. She engaged. Yeah, we're not gonna be invited to that wedding. <laughs> Can you imagine? This, we only know this guy. He turns around and sees me in a wedding dress. <laughs> I think he might hit me. He might. What'd you do with my wife? Bam. <laughs> He's pretty big. He's, he seems very strong. I think he could probably take both of us. Well, at that, the same time, a lot. I mean, it's true. Our first week here, we thought we were going to get beat up by Brandon Bender. Well, Bender is a different story, too. He's like 500 pounds. He's like six Huge. foot nine. Yeah, He's no. enormous. Uh, but anyways, Tyler Johnson, eligible. Good basketball news. I feel like this is setting – these are the, the, the right vibes that we need going into this weekend. Everything needs to be perfect. And my guy – I mean, even like the, the little news that we've gotten out of basketball, the not-so-significant news, has felt like a kick in the junk every day for the last month and a half. Like – you canceling know, Louisville Live was a kick in the junk. Canceling show. Louisville Live. Like, we find out that we're not, we're officially not included in the ACC SEC challenge. That was just like a humbling day. Uh, you know, Trenton Flowers leaving obviously was a big deal. The Nolan Smith interviewing for a G League job, um, which I do think was probably directly related to both Flowers and the, the Johnson News. So, this is good. Maybe we can mend some fences here. But I don't know, man. Like, seeing the, the, all the players posting on Instagram, like the videos of him finding out that he was eligible and looking so happy and so relieved and you know, seeing his response. It was just, it was nice to have something good happen. What does it say about a man's character, though, that he's willing to go to a G League job because two guys didn't come through? Like, well, I don't, no, I'm not saying that's what it was. Okay. I, think I, know, it, just, I think it caused a little bit of a rift. In, on the in case, side. let's say it was. What's that say about a man's character? Bad? None? I'm not going to go. I, uh, the okay. stories that I've heard, it's not that simple. But all right. um, it's, yeah, it was... It, Everything's fine. All right. We're all good now. Okay. Nolan's here. He's here for the season. 
Like you should be like stroking my hair as you say this. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> mommy and daddy are friends again. Here's a sugar cube. <laughs> they make up. Sometimes mommy and daddies argue, and then they make up. They still love each other. They still love you. We're all good. <laughs> um, so, anyways, positive baseball news. <laughs> Summary. Positive baseball news. Basketball news. No, we haven't had any positive baseball news. <laughs> we haven't, unless you're, what, a Rangers fan. Well, the Rangers still play. They're, playing right, they're about to play right now, right? They're it's bottom third. What's the score? No score. But they do lead the series one up. That's positive. I did. I did. I did a little parlay on the money line and took bet on all the games today. I took the, uh, I took Toronto and I took uh, Tampa to come back in the early slate. Hmm. I picked Arizona to clinch and then I picked uh, Philly to clinch as well. Okay. So I, I just and I put like twenty bucks on like a little four team parlay. I don't think it pays off much. Trevor, did you know? I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted out last night, but somebody. I don't even know how you have access to this thing, but there's an old website that still uses the BCS formula from back in the day. Uh, the B- what was the last year of the BCS? Like 2006, 2007? Well, no, it was it was later than that, wasn't it? Well, because they they it wasn't before the college football playoff, but I thought they stopped using the BCS formula to determine the national title game in like 06 or 07. Because I could be wrong. Yeah, because I, 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 well, they did. I know they used it in 07 because that was the the L, the questionable LSU versus USC title year, right? 07 was, or is that 06? Yeah, it was not. Uh, 06 was no. I don't, no, I you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because right. 05 was the the, the was Texas. Ball, yeah. yeah, Texas yeah. USC. Because I remember being a pizza box for that. Yeah. Anyways, the BCS still exists in computer form on, on this website. And somebody was like, "Hey, let's check in on the BCS and what it would have to say about this current college football season." Okay. Let's. What does BCS have to say? I am somebody who hated the BCS more than I hated pretty much anything. I mean, I would just say F, F the BCS all the time. That's your horrible article about Rudy's dad. Yeah, it's great. The lies, Great article. The pool of nothing but People lies. love it. Notre Dame fans loved it. Yeah. Did you know? So I found out today when I did the rewrite that Rudy's dad was so upset about his portrayal in the movie that in his obituary, he made it a point to, to like say, I wasn't the guy that they portrayed me as in the movie. I don't know that far, but I did read where he wasn't happy with his portrayal. Yeah. I yeah. He I was did read that somewhere. In his actual obituary, they had to make it a point to say, like, he was, he was, he was not who you've seen on screen. Bleep you, Ned Beatty. Didn't actually say that. <laughs> hey, come on. Nobody bleeps Ned Beatty. But if the BCS, yeah, let's go back. If the BCS were in play right now, Louisville, they would be in the top 25. Well, look at that. They would be in the top 20. I mean, sure. They would be in the top 15. Sure, we're behind Liberty, but that's no point. We are. <laughs> According to the BCS, Louisville would be the number 14 team in the country via its formula. I've been saying for a long time the BCS should be brought back. It was Miami's number one. It was a foolproof way to crown a national champion. It never made a mistake. Yeah, the, the BCS top 10, Miami number one, Texas number two, Washington State number three, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Washington, Missouri, and North Carolina rounding out the top 10. Liberty is number 12, one spot ahead of Florida State. Can you imagine Seminole fans if this was the, the legitimate formula that we were using to crown a national champion right now. I know. No, I can say this at least until next year. Right now, according to this, Missouri is the only SEC school in this top ten. I love it. That's. I mean, it, that's gotta be. It's a down year. Georgia I mean, seventeen. If you're SEC and you're looking at this top ten, you're like, how many SEC schools you got? I don't know, two, three, maybe. Who do you think they are? Missouri's your only one at nine. Imagine telling Georgia fans that they're one spot behind Marshall <laughs> in the rankings that determine who gets to play for the national Imagine title. Imagine telling Alabama fans they're one spot behind Kentucky. Kentucky is number 23 yeah. in the rankings. Alabama is number 24. James Madison is number 19. The team we played last year. We did. They're undefeated. They're 5-0, the Dukes. Yeah. Uh, Maryland is number 20. Uh, they're actually tied with Alabama at number 24. They'll get Ohio State this week. 
It's an interesting slate of... <laughs> to prove why they don't use the BCS anymore. They should bring it back. Been saying it for years. I feel like a lot of the teams that are like us, that are 5-0 and or 4-0, and but people are like, I don't, how good are they really? Are going to get big tests this weekend, and we're going to find out. Obviously, us playing Notre Dame, Kentucky playing Georgia, Maryland plays Ohio State, Missouri plays LSU. Um, I mean, o- Oklahoma and Texas play each other. I mean, most of these top 10 schools are going to play. I watched them. Washington State's going to play. Penn State, Ohio State's going to mm-hmm. play. Michigan, they're all going to play each other. Texas, Oklahoma. You Carolina at least plays a Syracuse team that's 4-1. Yeah. and one. So it, Miami plays North Carolina. Well, they play Georgia Tech this weekend. I'm just saying in general is the time. Of course. Yeah, I'm saying like this weekend. Oh, okay. We're going to have a lot of teams that are – people are like, I think they're good, but they haven't really been tested that much. They're going to get their first big test. And, look, if we beat Notre Dame, obviously we'll jump a lot in in the ranking. If we beat Notre Dame, and it's time to finally start entertaining this because the game week is here, we're three days away. But if we beat Notre Dame and we get to 6-0, 3-0 in the ACC, staring down a, you know, Tougher second half of the season, but one that's still relatively manageable. You know, we've got three top 20 teams left after we play Notre Dame this weekend. We can at least, and it may be pipe dream talk, but at least we'll be realistic. Talk about a little playoff. What what would happen if we went undefeated? What would happen if we, you know, Duke coming to town as a ranked team in a couple of weeks, take care of them, go on the road, take on Miami. We'll find out how good they are in the coming weeks. Uh, That would be a big deal. And then, you know, Kentucky. They look pretty good right now. We'll see how they fare against Georgia. Like, you can at least, it would be, again, it would be a pipe dream. The percentage chance, I'm not saying it's above, like, 5%, but to be 6-0. and You're saying there's a chance. It'd be the first time that we could have somewhat realistic talk about this. Like, have it at least be a radio discussion that's worth having and that other people would have outside of this area since the, you know, the 2016 Lamar Jackson season. And that was, even then, that came after we'd lost to Clemson. The whole, all the talk was if we went out and Clemson's undefeated, you know, we should be right there with them. And the reality was we never had a shot after we lost that Clemson game. But being 6-0, and having the Notre Dame win to hang our hat on, having a manageable second half uh, of the season that still has enough competitive games to where you would feel pretty battle-tested if you made it to 12-0. and Again, unrealistic, likely, long-term. But to be able to have that talk in October, it'd be really bleeping fun. I want it. I need it. I don't even know if I'd cover up the bleep and you got me so excited over here. I'm looking at the clock. It says 3.52, but in my mind, it's midnight or over here. We will start cussing on air if <laughs> if, if we're talking about legitimate playoff discussions uh, and Louisville being 6-0. and uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Stacks. Real quick, while I'm on your Twitter account, uh, yeah. do we ever figure out what happened with this fire over in Illinois? The Illinois Stadium was on fire last night. It's okay. It was Illinois, I was thinking it was Nebraska. Okay, cause I, they're, no, they're like, hosting Nebraska this weekend. Because I don't know why the first when I first read this last night, and keep in mind I was you know at my in my own mindset, and I read you know Il, I read Illinois Nebraska had a fire, stadiums in trouble. I, was, I just pictured Nebraska having like Kevin Costner and Bull Durham. Like you want a rain delay, guys? I guess it's a rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska just not wanting to play football right now. I think both these teams probably are you going to play one another after the, the start. I'm, of the I'm season. hoping after making this joke that everyone's okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> okay, good. They are. There, there was damage to the stadium, but they're still. They're saying as of this morning they'll be ready to host Nebraska on Saturday. Well, that so, sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one Illinois fan who's trying to sabotage this is like mission not accomplished. That would be the coach. That would be head coach probably doing it. Coach, what do you think about this? Uh, any concerns? He's sitting there with holding a thing of kerosene. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you might see a match. <laughs> um, you might see Matt, Matt Rule. He's walking around with 
<laughs> By the way, can you name Illinois football coach? It's a well-known coach. Levy Smith, right? No. It's just not Levy Smith anymore. Levy's, Levy's not around anymore. That's, I know. He left and went to the Texans for a year before they fired him. He was fired him. a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, now, who's their coach now? Brett Bielema. Oh, that, I shouldn't. That's right. Because he, he went there when uh, he replaced Levy after he left Wisconsin, right? Yes. Yeah, he just like kind of bat- He didn't get fired from Wisconsin, dude. Didn't he just bounce on him? I think he got fired. Did he get fired? I can't remember. I was thinking for some reason he maybe bounced on him. Yeah, he's he uh he only wasn't bad last year. Well, Bielema left Wisconsin for Arkansas. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. That's what it was. All right, yeah. And then he was in the NFL for a while. Okay. Um, so he 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 didn't get fired from Wisconsin. He just bounced and went to Arkansas. I think he just left. If I remember yeah. correctly, I think he just left. I remember. I, I swore there was like just you know Wisconsin people like how could he? We're, we're just as good as Arkansas and yeah. yeah. We've got cheese and McCarthy and her. Do you remember in the early days? I don't even know if this was on your radar. I don't know what you were doing at this time. But in, this is in a good the question, in the early days of the sports internet, there was a rumor out there that Brett Bielema and Aaron Andrews were like hooking up. No, I don't remember that. I was like no. a big thing, and I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. Was sports by Brooks all over this. I don't. One? <laughs> I, I think he was. I was like, I don't buy this whatsoever, and it's because I have eyes. Like there's like Aaron Andrews is like she was like the biggest well, thing in the, in the sports mean, world. She could have, you know, she could have gone after anybody that she wanted to. I'm like, I don't think she's lowering herself for Brett Bielema. I thought she was hooking up with Tebow. No, I mean that was it. Tebow wouldn't hook up with anybody. Oh, well, yeah, you think that? I, I, I believe it. Dexter says, I have proof he was. Dexter <laughs> says, uh, a, a lot of people are criticizing your comment about speed being a comedy. I know. I didn't even say it was. I asked you. You said it was. I said it has funny moments. I said. I, I don't think I it's said, a comedy. I said, would you recognize it as an action comedy? And you said yes. No, I didn't. I said it has funny moments. It's definitely not an action comedy. I didn't call it an a-, a comedy. I said I, I, I asked you if it, it, it is fair to say that, and you said yes. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's how the conversation goes. When I wouldn't call it an action. I, I mean, said it has it has funny moments. I mean, it's, and it does. So you would say so you think it's an action comedy? No, I mean there are dramas that are very clear dramas that have funny moments that you'll laugh at, but it doesn't make them like dramedies. I mean, it does have. I mean, some of the comedies okay. I mean, I, I would, I would put and lean towards more just an action film. That's what I thought. Texas, I think you guys have a bad auxiliary cable or something. We're getting an annoying humming noise on the stream. I think it's been fixed now. I'm hoping it's right? fixed. I'm I don't know. I can't listen to the stream. Not, if, if Bush comes to shove, I mean, I think Glenn is still here. I can ask him. But Texas, people forget that Jenna cussed all the time on air. Not she, all the time. She cussed one time. Well, she was only on once. <laughs> and then you put her in the corner. Yes, that punisher. <laughs> but she was so shocked. Like, you can't say that. I'm like, no. The lack of knowledge that she, you know, when we reacted the way that we did to her dropping the S bomb live on air, I was just, I was flabbergasted. I'm like, how do you not know that you can't say that on air? I mean, I guess so. I, I, I mean, I'm going to try to help defend her now at this point a little bit. Is that, you know, I mean, her age, I mean, the S bomb is kind of just casually used on television now, right? It's true. It's it's a little bit different than when we were growing up. But that's also television, and I think it has to be after a certain time still. Like you can't do it before like nine eh, o'clock. Is it? I think so. I think in some places just they don't care. Yeah, like anyone besides basic cable. I mean, after ten or ten or eleven, now it's just like like Armageddon. It's just like I mean, I'm here f bombs, and I'm seeing yeah, I'm seeing bare butts and side boobs, and the buzzing's still happening. By the way, apparently, well, that's just me. But like when I went home that day and I was talking to Mary about it, like Mary was like, "Well, what can you say and what can't you say?" I'm like, "Like we we're the same age. Like if you heard it on TBS in the afternoon growing up, <laughs> that's what you can say. If you didn't hear it, you can't say. Why can't you say like the f word? I'm like, because it's the f word. What do you? I, how am I explaining this to? I mean, look at his talk as if you talk in front of your kids. Well, I mean that <laughs> not quite. Well, I mean, you not me. I mean, because you know me, I'm over here. You know, just 
blazing away, like dropping explicitives left and right in front of the children's class. I mean, I'm not saying ass in front of kids. I'm saying ass on the radio all the time. I live to say ass. (laughs) Well, you won't say it in front of your kids? No. You say butt? Well, I mean, right now they're still a little too young. We can kind of get away with saying stuff that we're probably going to have to stop in like a year. Oh, that you're okay with getting away with some stuff. I, I suggest a few things, and you're like, you oh. drugging the kids. I, no, I said drugging the parents. Makes it more enjoyable you to hang out with the, the kids. drugging the kids, too. Nah, no, giving them cough syrup is not drugging them. That's just good parenting. Texas, whatever happened on Mike's <laughs> headphones did not make it over the air. Well, I'm glad I just, like, yelped for no reason. that People had no idea what was going on. What happened? What? When you drilled, like, the your volume when it went so far up. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that went over. Yeah, but but I, I've been I've confirmed from other people. Yeah, nothing. What, what that happened? Yeah, you were the only one that heard it. Great, I feel privileged. <laughs> Texas, I cannot wait to hear TK's jealousy today when podcast Trevor comes on. I'm a little. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little jealous. You don't need to be jealous. I'm a little, I'm an only. Ch- I grew up an only child, man. I'm a little jealous. You do have only child tenants. I know you have no. You have no idea. I know. I'm fully aware of it. All right. I, this isn't something I'm like unself aware of. I am. I am aware of my. And I don't. I try to avoid them. I do, but they're you know. they're they're ingrained into my system. I'm looking at the clock. I'm, I'm, that I'm the one that has to. <laughs> I'm looking at. It. We got twenty. It's a twenty-two, twenty-three. See, we I don't have the clock. I just see fifty-nine. You're the one who's supposed to be like putting a bug in my ear. Anyways, we got to go to break. I'll put some in your ear. <laughs> four o'clock hour is up next at four thirty. Danielson R will join us in studio. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Maybe. Wednesday edition here on fourteen fifteen ninety six one Big X. Welcome back in. Hour number two here. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450, 96.1 The Big X. TK, Wednesday, random songs. Three for three. I, I like it. I like where we are today. We're all over the place, but it's good. Trevor's got no thoughts. I'm over here singing. <laughs> I can imagine, like, throwing Glenn walk through the hallway now, and I'm over here. Be the devil to replace her. She's gone. It has, oh, been, uh, it, it has been more busy around here the last two days. I feel like we've had more of an audience. We had the celebration going on yesterday for, for reasons that we're still... <laughs> We're still debating, but, but yeah, Troy and, and, and Glenn here today. Pretty sure there was cake involved. Uh, yeah, there was an audible cheer went up when the news broke over the internet. Uh, we, did did we, they we, hire we a replacement that for that? Oh, no, not yet. There's there's an interim speaker of the House. There is, uh, I think people have announced their candidacy, but it's going to be it's gonna be messy. Do, do I, what are the criteria? Like, I, I basically, can I, can I nominate myself? Are you in the House of Representatives? I, I could buy a ticket. <laughs> Do no. I, t- I mean, who isn't in the house, right? I mean, I made the joke yesterday about how Lexington sources were hearing that Vince Marrow was actually a, a, le- a leading that, yeah, candidate. That's funny. Because, you know, they, they do the thing where it's like, hey, let's get our buddy some more money. And this one guy was like, I don't know who that is, but I prefer Thomas Massey to him. And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> Vince Merrill would crush Thomas Massey with three of his fingers. Thomas Massey? He's like, why are you so mad at me? I'm like, because yeah, you're not getting the joke. Now it's not funny. Massey, they got nothing on Merrill. Reminder, our friends over at Shady Rays have a new location at Oxmoor Center on Shelbyville Road next to the Anthropology in the Von Mar Wing. If you use the Big X Sports Radio Code, Big X, at checkout, whether it's online or in person, it's going to save you 40%. 
Customers can shop the brand's full line of adventure eyewear, all backed by Shady Rays' exclusive lost or broken protection program. Uh, Trevor and I both have Shady Rays. I got the so you got left out of the at the golf scramble. You got left out of the Shady Rays gift bag, which I feel bad I, about. Yeah, you Because they had those special bad. golf glasses. They like, they're like my favorite new glasses. They look cool. You see things in a crazy light. We love Shady Rays. Use the promo code Big X for forty percent off your purchase. They're locally owned. They're killing it. And I mean, their timing can't be any more perfect. They they have to open new stores here locally because as we beat Notre Dame this weekend, the future's so bright. You got to wear shades. It's so bad. It's so oh come on, that wasn't that big. Stop it. <laughs> uh, we are. We are joined in studio about a half hour early. It's fine. Just like the, the emergency system broadcast. Opposed a little early today. Radio Trevor, who comes a half an hour late. Ra- yeah, radio, ra- <laughs> podcast Danny comes a, a lot late. Radio uh, early. Podcast Trevor gets here gets here early. Danny Sennard, podcast sensation in the house. Second time we've done this. It feels good. Let's see if we can get this to work. We're at the new studio. Let's see if this mic can work. Dan, say something to the people. Yeah. No. I, uh, okay. I'm here. I so. hear him. Yeah. yeah. I got to meet uh, Trevor. I, I told him. It was kind of like two dogs meeting at the dog park for the first time, <laughs> kind of just sniffing each other out. A little more uh, like a real-life version of the, the uh, Spider-Man meme, right? You yeah, know? 100%. <laughs> um, he's taller than I thought. Yeah, He's, I, he's I, tall. I could dunk at one point. Anyways, uh, no, it's 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 good to be back. Um, yeah, you don't realize like what a small fish in a large pond you are until you like leave the city and, and come back. I like stopped at Chick-fil-A before I got here. I like went through the drive-thru, like, rolled my window down, and, like, they were, like, ready to take my order. I'm just, like, shaking my head. I'm, like, you know who I am. <laughs> They're, like, excuse me, sir? I'm, like, it's me. Go get Todd in the back. Like, Todd died four years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. You've been gone for a while. Yeah, I have been gone for a while, but it's good to be back. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the, the Thornton's text line. Did you get your phone? Uh, uh, yeah, I got a, I'm a, what am I, grilled chicken wrap. Throw okay. that buffalo sauce on there. None of this is processing with Trevor, who only <laughs> orders DoorDash. On the story. I was like, where did it happen with the chicken? That's all Trevor cares about. I mean, <laughs> the man, if he goes, if he's getting Chick-fil-A, he's getting it through DoorDash. Well, I guess you do, you're you not opposed to drive throughs just don't want to ever get out of your car. Yeah, no, drive throughs I try to avoid doing drive throughs unless it's like midnight or 1 a.m. Then I'm, then I'm DoorDashing. Well, Chick-fil-A drive throughs is basically like riding a, you know, a ride at Disneyland. It's like a kind of a show in itself. It's quick. Yeah, it's, but but the only problem with going to Chick Fil A line is that, as a smoker, I get like the dirtiest looks when I go through their line. Like they just they just look at me. Not, that's not Chick Fil A specific. <laughs> well, no, mostly I, I get it mostly there than anywhere else. Like Starbucks too, really bad. Like they they, they, they kind of like <clears throat> looking at those little sign next to their windows, like please don't smoke within fifty feet of our our restaurant. I'm like I'm in my car, dude. Stop. The last time I went to Chick Fil A, because <laughs> so my my name is my first name is John. So on the app, I'm John, and. For whatever reason, I did not have like a unique order, but I was taking it was the line. I've never seen the line that long, and I get up there, and like they're they're giving the the meals to like people two rows behind me, and like the guy's like John's ready for his food, John the, the manager's like John's ready for his food, and then eventually he starts doing this clap thing where he's like, John is hungry, John needs his food, and I was like <laughs> just sitting there, I'm like this, I'm like this is this is awful, I'm like, I'm like I'm like people behind me don't judge me, it's not it's not it's it's not a terrible order, I promise. You ordered a thirty piece nugget. I did order a 30 piece nugget. Okay. <laughs> it's not terrible. By the way, quick update from the MLB uh, on ABC right now. The Rangers have stormed out to a 4 0 lead over the Rays. Oh, they're done. Rays facing elimination uh, to the bottom of the fourth out there. Trevor's Blue Jays. This is perfect with Danny coming in here because Trevor's Blue Jays are going to play at 4 30, and he's not going to be paying attention to the show anyway. So huh? you'll be distracted. 4 30, Blues, uh, Blue Jays, Twins. First pitch is going to go down. That'll be wow. On so ES- Trevor, Trevor, he has the Eagles shirt on. He's yeah. a Blue Jays, so kind of all over the place. 
Oh, it's I am. Classic I'm, Louisville pro sports fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had, I just I jumped on bandwagons in the late 80s and I just stayed on uh, for better or worse. Well, I'm a I'm a Vikings fan because of Super Tech Mobile. So I'm kind of <laughs> right there with you. Yeah. I was I, I was the Chiefs guy in that game. I love my Krishna Koya. Krishna Koya. Oh, yeah. He was a beast. One of the best. We got we mentioned uh, Tyler Johnson being eligible and having actual positive U of L men's basketball news to discuss today, which means the vibes are good. Uh, I saw Kentucky also has some positive news. The, the kid whose name I won't even try to pronounce from uh, from Croatia has been accepted to school. Not cleared, but he's been admitted to UK. So the seven footer, the big, seven foot guy, big Z, huge, big Z. Yeah, that's what we're just going to call him. Uh, but he's that's good news for them too. The the local teams are are all celebrating this week. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. Yeah, they've had enough good news. They don't need all good news. It's a fair point. Like we, we, we by the way, Big Z's the guy from the play for the uh, the the Cavaliers. So Drunus, you got Yeah, Ugaskis. he he was a scout with them and actually sat like two rows in front of me at, a, at a, the Yum Center for a game one time. I still couldn't see over his damn head. Say how that worked for your sight line. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, can we put this guy a little lower, Kenny? He's seven three, still blocking everyone behind him. He's a legend in Cleveland. Like they, they, they love, love him. him. Yeah, I believe it. Because we had, when we went to Dayton. You know, there were a decent amount of people there from Cleveland, and they were, like, obsessed with Big Z. Kyle Co- uh, Kovacs was yeah. like, all he ever did was talk about Big Z. I'm like, is this guy really that good? But well, Danny, I don't know if, if Mike told you this, probably not because he's selfish, but uh, I, too, have, have once was a slight Dublin resident in oh. uh, Ohio. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I don't bring it up with Mike very often on the show. But... Can I get a <laughs> uh, time reference here? Uh, it would have been circa 96, 97. Gotcha. The summer, that summer. Yeah, well, wasn't it like two weeks. It was a summer. It was not. It's not that summer in Canada. It's American <laughs> summer. Did you see the like field? three months? Did they have the field of corn statues up there? When, when I don't there? recall that. Uh, my my fondest memory was going to the first Wendy's. Oh yeah, and there was yeah. a and there was, there was this, like brand new sports complex they just opened. I remember that was really cool. I don't remember what it was called though. Yeah, no, the 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 Wendy's. Uh, it's gone now. Head, I hear. Well, the headquarters is there, so. Um, it's kind of like a Wendy's campus, actually. It's uh, it's pretty intimidating. <laughs> Burger U, yeah, pretty much. Okay, Burger U, but um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna venture to say that Dublin has probably changed uh, and done a one. Oh, I'm sure it has. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've been up there. He's trying to say they're too good for you now. Oh, they were too good for me when I was there. Well, no, here's what <laughs> happened when like the, one of the people I met that his his uncle was Paul O'Neill. I was like, I'm already like I'm out, being outclassed over here. I forgot Paul O'Neill is from Columbus. Yeah, his uh, nephew was. Uh, I hung out with his nephew when I was there. Yeah, he was a tool. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wouldn't give me a Dave Winfield autograph. I was so mad. He had like six of them. I'm like, come on, dude. And I'll throw him under the bus because his last name was Savage. And I was like, they're, they're making this up. He's like, no, that's my real name. I'm like, whatever. Shifting things back to sports here momentarily. <laughs> oh, boo, get off your mic. Me and Danny are going to talk. That's we're, fine. We're taking over the show, Danny. I was about to ask him who Paul O'Neill was traded for to the Yankees, but whatever. We'll move on. <laughs> Roberto Kelly. Yeah, you're right. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the, the, I, don't know, I don't know how to react to that. Bill Connolly's S&P rankings. He, he did a post for ESPN today where he took the, the 22 undefeated teams that are left in college football and ranked them all based on his own system and then looked at their biggest statistical strength and their biggest statistical weakness. Question for both of you guys, trivia time. Out of the 22 undefeated teams in college football, where do you think Connolly's S&P rankings have Louisville? Danny, you go first. I'll say um, I'll say 11. Trevor? I'll say 7. You guys are both too high. 15. No, there's a shock. 15, 15 is the correct answer. We like our team. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> he's got the only teams he has lower than, than Louisville. Marshall is 22. James Madison's 21, Liberty's 20, 
Fresno State, 19. Air Force, who's undefeated, is 18. Then Maryland, Missouri, who the BCS loves. And then Louisville sitting there at 15. If you're wondering, Kentucky is 12. But when you look at the biggest strength, he says, epic explosiveness against Georgia Tech and Boston College. They mixed three rushes of 30-plus yards with eight such passes. Indiana and NC State defended them well but got hit for a couple of big ones. Louisville is inconsistent but is capable of scoring from anywhere on the field on any play. I think that's a fair biggest strength. Yeah, I agree with that. Biggest weakness, he says, you make big plays against them too. Among unbeatens, only Florida State, USC, and James Madison have given up more gains of 30-plus yards on plays. In marginal explosiveness, the Cards rank 10th on offense but 105th on defense. They give away a lot of the gains that they create. I feel like that's... Yeah, we didn't see it against NC State, but we have seen Louisville surrender the big play. Uh, I mean, they're did Boston College have a big play on this? BC had a several big yeah. plays against yeah, us. Yeah. It was nice going through the NC State game without giving up like big plays. I'd almost forgotten what that felt like. Um, I, I I have a bad feeling I'm going to remember that feeling on Saturday. I, hopefully, not more than once or twice, but um, yeah, it's definitely been kind of part of the season leading up to that NC State game. I think the only play that they had of 30 yards or more, and this may have not even been 30, they, they had one that one pass where the receiver ran a really good route. It was on Josh Minkins, and Brian Armstrong threw like the only good pass that he's thrown the, they threw the entire game. And I think besides that, I don't know if they had an explosive was play it, against us. The Trey Franklin, when he checked in, wasn't that like a long Would That may have been 30 yards? I, that, that may have been. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the exact yardage. The fact that we're even talking about it, though, just goes to show that the defense did a good job at, at slowing down the chunk plays, and, and hopefully they can – can do the same. I and mean, there have been too many times this year, even in the games that we've won and won handily, where quarterbacks had too much time to throw, and then he's had a guy wide open in space with our secondary playing that zone coverage. And we've thankfully had, had a few instances where guys have just missed those open receivers, but we've also given up a, a ton of those plays too. So defense, as good as they've been. It is going to be weird. There were so many instances on last – I mean, I thought our, you know, our secondary did a great job. I thought we were – on their receivers, but I mean, some of the throws that Armstrong was making, I mean, he wasn't even giving these guys a chance. Like, he'd lead them pretty much out of bounds. There was a couple of those. So, I I think once we see Sam Hartman back there, it's going to kind of be a, a rude awakening after what we just witnessed last week. It was bad. For the record, they, did, they had one play of 30 yards or more, uh, one pass play of 45 yards. So, that was, that was it, just one chunk play. It was weird watching Brennan Armstrong, the guy who just – destroyed us two years ago because you're you're watching it, it reminded me a little bit and I know he won the Super Bowl but like the last year of Peyton Manning where the ball's just not zipping and you're like is this even the same guy like but, but it's even stranger to see it with a guy who's 25 years old or however old he is he looked like a totally different player it didn't help that he's got no explosive players around him but still like he was just it was like it was like watching you throw passes out there if you were yeah left hand O-line didn't really help him out either so um the I don't know why just the look of their O coordinator like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I got a good feeling about this. Like, he doesn't look like someone that's going to draw up, like, home run plays here. Well, so. that's that's Bob Anai, who yeah. killed us the last two years. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anai or die. He was right. at Virginia two years ago in Syracuse last year. Uh, the the Anai-Armstrong reunion has not gone well for NC State. I forgot and, about that. And now they've got the, uh, the, new, the new quarterback in this week. Um, Dan, your reaction to Louisville being 13th in the B, 14th in the BCS. Do we need to bring the BCS back? Do we need to bring the BCS back? I think it's pretty clear we do. I mean, we had some successful years when the BCS was going on. Um, I mean, maybe just bring it back for the vibes. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really think, like, I get as mad as, like, 
when you select the four playoff teams as I do with like the BCS outcome. I don't know. Like there was a couple, I, there was a couple of years ago where the fourth team that got in, I was like, I don't even remember who it was, but um, I didn't hate the BCS as much as a lot of people did. I know some of the metrics were, were definitely dated and flawed, but um, it didn't bother me as much. I hate it. I'm kind of with Danny on that one. I didn't hate it. I hated it. Now, if they had screwed us, which they probably would have when we'd gone undefeated and got to, you know, out of getting to play for the Ashton against Ohio State, then, then I would have hated it. Yeah. But I didn't get the chance to hate it that much. Why is Craig Council trending? Craig Dude. Council, the, I, I the, think out, he's, the outfielder? I don't think he's coming back to Milwaukee. Fielder? I think. Uh, oh, is he? I think. Like, I was like, what did he say? Yeah. They're, they, he's, they're not going to pay him big money. I got Randy Gregory tr- tr- trending, and I'm afraid to click on it. No, that's fine. Uh, I, I saw the Parker Fleming who does the, the he's the, the big stats guy in college football. He does the advanced stats graphs for every game. People share these. They, they go nuts about them. The numbers that he has are actually like pretty even for Louisville and Notre Dame. He's got Notre Dame winning the game. Uh, he, he gives them a win probability of just over 50% and projects their point total just over 27 points and ours just under 26 points. So he's saying this is going to be a game that probably takes a lot of years off our lives. Which I would take that. I mean, I think that my big fear, and it's Wednesday, let's get all this out of our system before we get to Thursday and Friday shows. Like, th- there is a part of me that fears that we're going to go into this game and like, get beaten badly. I don't think it's going to happen, I'm, for the record. I'm not pr- pr- predicting that. But when you look at our schedule and you look at the fact that we have played close games against teams that have gone on to, to show themselves to be not that good. I mean, Indiana, right after they almost beat us, need four overtimes to beat Akron. They get destroyed by Maryland last week. Uh, Georgia Tech gets beaten by four scores against Ole Miss, loses to Bowling Green at home last week. There's a part of me that wonders if we're going to go out there and against the most talented team that we've played, just get run over a little bit and have this be the wake-up call that kind of the, you and I were talking on the podcast, Dan, the last biggest game we've played at home was that 2017 Clemson game, and that was when all of our Worst fears were realized, and that season ended up. It was an eight-win season, but we weren't nearly as good as we thought we were going to be. I mean, how realistic are those fears? Because they're out there for me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it can definitely happen. Uh, we haven't really had one of these big-time spotlight games under Brom yet, so it'll be interesting to see how they react from a fan perspective. Like you said, you know, they you gave kind of the outline twenty-seven, twenty-six. I think it's going to be a different kind of stress than the NC State game. It's it's like a hopeful kind of stress because it's not a conference game one. Two, of course you want to win. It's going to put us on the national map. But a loss doesn't absolutely like derail your goals for the season. Or that NC State game, you lose that. You know, now you're kind of you already got one loss in the ACC. NC State has kind of perceived to be a little bit down this year. You lost your first true road game. Um, so the narrative is kind of out there. So I, I, I'm very, you know, excited for the game. Am I going to be stressed during it? Of course, but it's going to be more of a, uh, excitement and, and kind of hopefulness versus the NC state game. I was just dying and with every single play. TK, where's your concern level that maybe we go out there and we just kind of get railroaded. I would say, well, if my confidence is at 5.9, I'd say 4.1. Well, but we we can lose without getting like. Did I do the math right there, by the way? Not really, because we can, okay. I mean, we, <laughs> we can lose without getting embarrassed. Like you know, if we lose a one score game, people will be like, "Yeah, that's kind of what we expected to happen." Yeah, they're still a good team, but if we go out there and Notre Dame just runs over us for four quarters, 
and wins by like 21, 24 points. Oh, I, I don't. Um, it's not a fear of yours. No, no. I, I have too much faith in Brom to at least, if it worse, getting a, a shootout with them. So, no, I, I don't. I, I have no concerns of losing this game nor any game by more than 10 two touchdowns, really, throughout the season. When I do have those fears, like those are the things that I fall back on. I, I think the atmosphere is going to help us a lot. I mean, I do think this is going to be, there's no question, it's going to be the most attended game in the history of Louisville football. I think it's going to be a rowdy crowd as well. I think fans have been chomping at the bit for a night like this for really the last six years. I think Jeff Brom being so good in big games throughout his coaching career is also something that you fall back on and say, he's not going to let us get blown out. So every now and then when that fear does sneak up, I kind of pound it back down by thinking the environment's going to help us in the same way that it helped NC State last week. Because... Like all the all the stats say we should have won that game by more than three points. And I do think the jitters that we had early on because of the crowd, because of the blackout, because it was the first time we were playing in a true road environment, I think had an effect on the way that we played. I think it's going to help us this weekend. I think the fact that it's a night game for the fourth straight week against Notre Dame is going to help. And there's a reason why Marcus Freeman ducked his head and was so upset when they told him during the press conference last week that the Louisville was a night game too. Teams love playing night games when they're at home. They hate playing night games when they're on the road because you're there. You got the, you know, you're playing a home game. Players can just stay at home and you don't have to report to the the team complex until a certain amount of time. When you're on the road, there's nowhere to go, and so you've got to figure out stuff with these guys to do. You got to keep them busy. You don't want them eating terrible things or or sleeping too much or doing whatever. It's just tough to keep them occupied and focused for a full like ten hours after they wake up until it's time to go to the game. So, I think. The game time helps. The environment helps. The fact that we've got Jeff Brom helps. And also, like, while we may not have been wildly impressive over some good, not great teams, we've we've really given no hint that we can be blown out by anybody besides maybe one of the, the, the five best teams in the country. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm just saying from what I've seen so far, the stats don't really bear that out. I, I think we should be at least be competitive with this Notre Dame team. So I, I think one of the more mind-blowing stats is how many games in a row that Notre Dame's won against the ACC. 30. How, yeah. Regular how, season, though. Still, how good would that be for your program to be the one that ends that streak? I mean, that's like a nice, you know, kind of ring there to to hang your hat on to say, hey, we ended the 30-game streak. And, I, I mean, geez, Notre Dame's had some, you know, some decent years, some some pretty nice years, but, I mean, they haven't been to Alabama or Georgia the no. last four or five years, so. Um, that's kind of a mind-blowing stat, but that's, to me, motivation, you know, not if you need it anymore, but I think that's a pretty uh, pretty big goal to tackle there. Yeah, we went over the numbers yesterday about this streak, and some of them are just astounding. Notre Dame has been so much better against ACC teams than they've been against everybody else. Um, you know, like you said, they were really good for, I think, from like 2018 through, or 2019 through 2021, whenever they had, they had a couple of, uh, of unbeaten regular seasons but since then, like they're four and nine in uh, against top twenty-five teams from power conferences since twenty seventeen, and eight no against the ACC's top twenty-five teams. It is just crazy. Like, and I think that they have nine wins over teams that were previously unbeaten from the ACC, which we fit both these categories now going into it. But yeah, beating them, snapping the thirty-game losing streak, saving some face for the conference, I, I think would be a a cool thing. Uh, I would it just adds to the fire for this weekend. But Notre Dame, I mean. Does Notre Dame still have a realistic hope for going to the playoff? Their only losses to Ohio State. It was a, 
a close game. Their schedule's tough enough. They have USC right after us. I think, their schedule's really tough. I think they're still they're I think they're playing still feeling like we have a path to the the CFP. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the, for them to have four straight, pri- I mean, because they're going to play USC probably prime time next week. Um, you know, four straight primetime games against Ohio State, you know, a surprising Duke, an upstart Louisville, and then, you know, a top 10, 12 USC. Uh, I know sometimes Notre Dame gets, you know, gets some gruff for their schedule, but this is uh, this is kind of murderer's row. So if they're able to get through all this with, with say, one loss, yeah, I, think, I mean, they're, you know, not only in the conversation, I think they're sitting pretty by the end of the year. This is kind of the stretch for them, too. So they, they had Ohio State two weeks ago. They had Duke last week. They get us. Now we're nationally ranked. And then USC. And after that, there's no more ranked teams on their schedule. Now, they do play at Clemson on November 4th, who's, I mean, I think yeah. top 25 good. They could be top 25 by the time it gets that. Sure. But, but, but outside of that, Pitt is a dumpster fire. Wake Forest might be even worse. And then Stanford is not very good this year. So they, I think they're probably looking at this. Like, if we make it through these next couple of weeks unscathed, it's beat Clemson in the first week of November, and we're probably sitting pretty for going to the playoff. Now, I, I do wonder, the one-foot-down site, which is the SB Nation Notre Dame site, they had a big thing in their preview of the game. And I don't know if this, you know, they, they don't speak certainly for the program or for the entire fan base, but they had a big section saying the USC game is a bigger deal in a week. The goal for this game is to obviously win, but we want to win while also being pretty vanilla. They have a couple of key defenders coming back this week. They have a couple of guys on offense that have been hurt that are coming back this week. And they were like, we play them as little as possible. Make sure you win the game, but don't show anything that we can use for a much, much better team next week against USC. I'm hoping that's the mindset they have against yeah, us. Because I know, uh, we, I know I we're not say, coming with the same attitude. Spicy bulletin, bulletin board material right there. If that's the, I mean, like you said, they don't speak for the team. It's just a, a fraction of the fan base. But, um, yeah, I, I certainly hope they come in with that mindset because – um, I, I I know for a fact that we're probably going to empty the chamber here and, and give them everything we have. It does feel like we are, you know, we've circled this one yeah. for a while. And if there was a time to pull out some extra stops, we're, we're probably pulling them out for this game. We'll, we'll see what happens. And if they don't come up with the same mindset, then I think that works for us. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will go to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll let Trevor... Uh, be distracted by the Blue Jays game, which is about to have its first pitch. We got Danny Sennard from the CC Podcast in studio here as we get ready, keep getting ready for Saturday's game against the Fighting Irish. We'll be right back here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Reminds me of uh, the Office episode where Michael and Jim do karaoke. Do they do this song? The uh, it, it, Jim's the house party. <laughs> oh, that's that's the, the vasectomy episode, right? No, no, different one. No, okay. This is an earlier one. The vasectomy episode might be one of my favorite, like, complete episodes ever. Snip, snap, snip, snap. You have no idea. 
what toll that takes on a man. When he's bragging about the TV on the wall. No, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> Uh, welcome back in Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, the Jeff Brom Radio Show coming your way tonight, 7 to 8 from Roosters in Fern Creek. If you can't make it out there, you can hear all the action on 970 WGTK. It's also on 93 on The Ville, but you know, spend some, spend some time with our partners, our sister station, 970 yeah, WGTK. Don't be a yeah, don't, don't be a PK, Ryan. Uh, we've got Dan Sennard, podcast Trevor, in the house from the CC Podcast. He'll be here for the next hour and a half as we wrap up the show. Did you guys know? That last night was the the last night without any sort of college or pro football for fifty days. Feels good. Like any day of the week. Any day of the week. Maction's coming back starting next week. Tonight we, I mean, the game sucked. Yeah, but I was gonna say who's tonight. Tonight it's like no, it's uh, New Mexico State and hold on, don't tell me this one because I, I I bet New Mexico State. It's, it's they're Middle, two they're two games. The Middle Tennessee's playing Jacksonville State. I know that. That's correct. That's one. Yeah, and the, middle, the other one's New Mexico. This is true and, degenerate stuff right here. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> you have not even gotten near the depth of my degeneration. degeneration. X. X. Woo! Uh, I can't remember who the other one is named. It's a six-and-a-half-point spread. I know that. That's exactly right. FIU is on the road FIU, taking on New Mexico State. The first game, Jacksonville State at Middle Tennessee is going to be on. Uh, I have a problem. Eight o'clock on ESPNU. Middle Tennessee is a three-point favorite. And CBS Sports Network has the 9 o'clock kickoff between FIU and New Mexico State. Think that, about how far we've come. Remember the old games at FIU and, like, the absolute monsoons where we're like, God, is anyone watching this but us? And, barely us because the stream yeah, is going out. <laughs> yeah, now, now we're ABC night game, Jeff Brom, Notre Dame, Rudy. It's all here, baby. It's like, and in 10 days, we're going to play on the CW. Oh, well. <laughs> right after the ABC game. That's and you, right back yeah. to where we were before. <laughs> well, that, I did disagree with that. I'd say that's peak life right there. <laughs> right after the latest episode of Charmed, yeah. you can watch Louisville versus Pitt. But yeah, the, 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 the weeknight games, although Friday night has gotten better in college football, but the Thursday-Wednesday games are, are not, not what they used to be. For instance, tomorrow night, we get Sam Houston at Liberty and then Western Kentucky. At hey Louisiana now. Tech, which you can hear right here on our station. Yeah, with 1450 the, with, the Big X. My man Randy Lee laying it down. Randy Lee will be on the call. Open up the doors and let the Esters in. This game is over. If you don't want to spend time with the Big X, though, I don't know why you wouldn't, but you can watch the game at 8 o'clock on ESPNU. I will be. Okay, that's good. That's well done. I'm going to sit in the parking lot and listen to it with Danny. We got TK's, uh, <laughs> TK's Jays are about to get underway here. Uh, the they haven't lost yet. The Rangers lead 6-0 now over the Rays. Rays down to their last wow. like nine out. 7 nothing now, as I say that. Again, my World Series pick out of the AL is about to be the first team eliminated from yesterday's show. Is that more surprising than last year? Because remember, was it, last year we everybody was like, oh, it's San Diego and, 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 and the Dodgers, and they're going to crew. And, then, of course, the Phillies end up getting out of there with, you know, I think, the least wins of all the playoff teams. I mean, is this more surprising that Tampa's going out like this as quickly as they are like last year with those Tampa two? started the year so high. Yeah. They're and like I'm not, 30 and nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say they absolutely cooled off, but, you know, they came back to the mean a little bit. But, um, but last year the Dodgers and Braves were going out in the divisional series. That was they the at least made past the wild card. Well, they, right they, they didn't end they the buy. They were the top two seeds. Oh, okay. So that was, that was the big thing because yeah. the Dodgers set the, like, you know, all the records for win totals, and they, they're like, we should play more than a five-game series, which – I disagree with the division series. I do think having a three-game series, I mean, hell, what, four three-game series after you've played a season that lasts almost you know, half a calendar a year is a little bit ridiculous. But, you know, the only fix is to make the playoffs like a month and a half, which nobody wants. So, yeah, the Padres won the play, won the wild card, then beat the Dodgers last year in the divisional year. Right. I, I'm not as shocked about the 
the Rays. I guess I'm more shocked about the Rangers because they kind of limped into the playoffs. Yeah. They made the moves, and they, I, I mean. But they're both, yeah, they did, but the, the moves they made, the bull, you know, Scherzer went out. Chapman's been awful all year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Grommer was never has even played yeah, this year. Yeah, so, I mean, they definitely, you know, gave up assets to get those guys. But, um, yeah, hey, I guess they got end up working out for them. The guy they signed from Boston worked out. Yeah. I forget um, his name, though. The guy's pitching today, I believe, right? Avaldi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember that took Tampa in this parlay crap. Who are you pulling for, Dan? We, we haven't even talked about this. Is there a – have you picked up a team just for the playoffs to, to cheer for? I'm kind of pulled for the Jays just because Trevor's here, but I don't really have a, a rooting interest outside of that. Dude, he's a jinx. I, I, I really, I like – I have a hard time even, like, getting jazzed up for games that don't involve the Reds. Like, I just you – know. That's a real fan, Mike. Yeah, I just that's I mean, real fan. No, right I there, think baby. the last team I'm I, the same way. I'll root against teams. The last like, team I like wagon. cheered for that wasn't the Reds. I was like, hey, I really want this team to win. Was like the the Royals teams when they had like you know Alex Gordon and Zobris and and those guys. I like those teams. But um, if, if I could hitch my wagon to one team, I'd probably see the Twins. Um, couple former Reds, Sonny Gray, Kyle Farmer. They've been like the tough luck team of the last twenty years. Finally got a win yesterday. It'd be fun. A bullet right at Trevor's heart right there. Sorry, Trev. It is Sonny Gray on the hill today. Yeah, he is. I'm so up and down over here. Like, I, I'm like, oh, I like Danny. No, I hate Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I like Danny. I'm going to slice Danny's tires when I go on the next break. Uh, we've got the <laughs> Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. The, the texts have been piling up, so we'll take a couple of these here in the, the second segment of the second hour. Uh, it's mostly just people, a lot of people just saying Trevor fixed the buzz. I'm trying to fix the buzz, but they won't let me. My lighter won't go. Oh, my bad. Texas, mm. what what will happen first? The men's basketball team makes the NCAA tournament, or Trevor gets laid again. <laughs> God, I hope it's a we make the tournament. <laughs> Could be both. For what it's worth, us making the tournament is as close to sex as I'm going to get. <laughs> so I say, bring on the tournament. What if we change this to Nancy? But hold up, now, now, no, no, no. Now we can't do that. No, we. I know I'm not gonna have a contest to get who get laid first, me or my mom. Well, the question already came up like like the, a couple weeks ago, and you admitted mom's been more recent. What have I walked into here? This is a standard <laughs> yeah. Wednesday on the Mike Rutherford how's, show. How's this? How's this compared to the podcast, Danny? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just can't cuss. It's the, right. only, it's the yeah. only difference. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I'm glad you warned somebody of that. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um. No, I still think I. I think I still can get laid from my mom. Cause my mom I, Amazing as it sounds, I actually venture out of the house a lot more than she does. Really? Like, she, yeah, the thought of just going outside is like, she'll complain, like, left and right. She hates it. She does not want to leave the house at all. Well, I'm hoping that the answer is the Unfortunately, men's basketball Unfortunately, all our texters are willing to show up at my house. <laughs> Make, I'm hoping that the answer is the men's basketball team makes the NCAA tournament. But we'll find out. Going on your breath. We'll find out. Texture says... Uh, consensual, by the way, or are we just... Texas, further observation that may be helpful. The commercials have no buzzing, but are dramatically louder than the show. Listeners have to adjust volume to compensate for the dramatic shift. It's been going on all day here, so I don't know what I don't I don't know how the, the, what the fix is. Well, like, we, we're a work in progress, folks. I mean, what we're, the policies we're doing is commercial louder because they're like yelling it, like buy our product. Well, I don't think that's T A Jenkins. The T A Jenkins spot is not too loud. No, that's well, that's, that's our man Douglas. That's Douglas, yeah. and he's yeah with Machiavelli playing in the background. I don't even know if they I don't even know if they sponsor more. Me and Dick, it's like we're just gonna pay to have to stay on the air. <laughs> is there like just a Douglas? Is there like a frustrating malfunction that that happens to you guys often that you're like I can't do this anymore? It keeps happening. Like in the bedroom? Are you kidding or? me? Like every day here. <laughs> 
Welcome to Big X, Danny, <laughs> where every day is exactly what you're describing. Part of the ambiance. Come on, guys. It is. It's part of the charm. I mean, you walked in here and were like, what mic is this mic? Yeah. <laughs> well, last time I was here, I was telling... Like, were you in this building? I was. You were in the, we were I was in the, in the other studio. room, but uh, I, you weren't here. Oh, okay. It was, uh, yeah, it was like kind of a ghost town here. So it was, uh, it was <laughs> compared to, I mean, you had like three people here. Now. Yeah. yeah. No, this, this is a crowd for them. Yeah. The, I didn't know this. I thought this was your first venture onto the show. Okay, so you came on while I was at, while I was He gone. came on when you were, while you were gone one oh, time. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. One of the slew of co-hosts that we've had when you've been out of sound. I did refuse to listen that day. Yeah, it's fine. Texas, my wife and I share a Spotify account. She's the primary user, but I was using it today to listen to the CC podcast. Lo and behold, I get a text to her uh, from her today saying, excuse me, WTF, I'm trying to listen to music and a giant cardinal head keeps popping up. I told her of all the weeks out of the year, this is the week she should be listening to a Louisville podcast. It's Notre Dame week, for God's sake. You're right. Yeah. You're right. She's wrong. 100%. Yeah. Hope, hope uh, you got some good info out of it. Um, or pony up 10 bucks to get your own account. Feel free to rate and subscribe. Oh, I share Spotify with with like seven people. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not even honest. We have a family. I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a iTunes, I'm a Apple Tunes guy myself. Apple Tunes is that what it's called? It's no, it's not. Looney Tunes, the iTunes. No, iTunes isn't around anymore. Does that happen to you? Where like <laughs> you'll be driving and your kid's song will like pop up on it? Like, does that ever happen to you? Because me and my wife do share a Spotify account, and then like all of a sudden I'll have clearly you know, talking to you, Mike. Little yeah. Mermaid <laughs> pop up. It well, I, I mean, it doesn't just pop up. I'll have it like on. I will have forgotten what I was playing before, and like I'll load up Spotify, getting ready to listen to music, and it'll be like, well, now it's Virginia's very back into Nightmare Before Christmas. So like I'm, I got like really loud, like getting ready to listen to my music. It's like, what have I done? <laughs> like Jack's lament. The sad part is it happens to me too, Danny. Except I don't have a wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, you still have. You have a little bit of frozen I I on your playlist. I froze. I texted Mike with that. I was like. Is it bad? I'm like it's like two in the morning. I'm in a White Castle drive-through and I'm jamming Frozen on the car. Oh, hey, there's nothing wrong with a little Frozen. Stuff. Good, okay. I'm not. A, I'm not a hater here. Yeah, it's. I loved it. It was delightful. I watched it twice. So Virginia, yeah, very much back into Nightmare Before Christmas. We ordered. She like she made us order these costumes. She wants a Sally costume. Sally's the main female hero in in, in the the movie, and so she ordered me a Jack Skellington costume because you know, she wants to be Sally for Halloween. She wants me to be Jack. She wants John to be Zero, who's the dog. We still don't know what Mary's going to be. But the, the Jack costume, it's basically like, just like the, it's one of those plastic heads. Like the, so he has the skeleton face, like the bow tie and like the little creepy gloves. So she's wearing her Sally dress the entire day a couple of nights ago. She, she's begging me to put on the Jack costume. And I put it on, and it's like, ter- like I'm, I'm telling her, like, I'm putting this on. So I want her to know. But she turns around and looks at me, scared the absolute <laughs> crap out of her. Like, I've never seen her that much. Like, she was terrified because she didn't see it go on. John clapped when I took it off. Like, it just horrified the entire house. And now she's begging me to put it back on. I'm like, I think this is giving you bad dreams. Like, she was up all night last night. This is, I was like, this is terrible parenting. Isn't it weird? Like, kids, like, they hate being scared, but they love it at the same time. Like, I do that stuff. Like, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll read my three year old, like, a, or I'll, I'll tell her, like, a scary story, like, the big, big bad wolf's going to get her. And, uh, she's like, don't talk about that. And then, like, <laughs> five minutes later, she's like, tell it again. And I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm getting mixed signals here. Wasn't it Cam, your son, who had the the love hate relationship with the Grinch for a long time, where he was still just still does terrify I, I the think Grinch? Now he just like kind of plays on it, like because what you know we kind of give him a hard time about it. But yeah, there was a a long period there where we could not do anything Grinch related, and it was starting to like really make my <laughs> my middle daughter Lila <laughs> upset. She's like, I want to watch it, Cam. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think he's slowly gotten over. 
we talked about this before you were on the air. Like this is a this is a huge weekend in your fatherhood because Cam, you know, I I mentioned Trevor had some thoughts. Cam has been spent most of his life now in Columbus. Ohio State's obviously a huge deal there. We have not been good at, at football or men's basketball more times than not since he's been alive. And you know, he, he said he all of his friends are like OSU fans. He's kind of sort of like, you know, is it okay if I cheer for them? I, I don't want to be left out here. Louisville sucks. Like this is he's going to the game. He's going to be at the entire game. He's staying up past his bedtime. He's going to be at Ellen Stadium. This is an opportunity for Louisville to win a fan, to show him what the environment's like when it's at its peak. We can beat one of the best teams in the country. Like I feel like we're playing for Cam's fandom this weekend. 100%. I kind of planned this out. So uh, <laughs> two weeks ago, my wife – so earlier in the summer, I was like, hey, you know, my wife is a huge Michigan fan. She's like, I'm taking the kids to a Michigan game whether you're going or not. And they finally picked the game, and it was two weeks ago. I think it was against Rutgers. And luckily, Cam had a soccer tournament. So she ended up taking just my middle daughter, Lila. So I was like, yeah, Cam can't miss a soccer tournament. It's kind of a big deal. So I was like, hey, bud, you know, since she gets to go to that, I'm going to take you to Louisville, Notre Dame. So, like, got him away from Michigan. He's coming to probably a a ten times better atmosphere. I mean, I've been to big Michigan games. Their crowd's not even that loud. This game's going to be rowdy. So, with that being said, uh, I'm actually more worried about Ohio State. His fans really are, or his his friends are really tugging on him for that. We had to go to a Ohio State Notre Dame watch party, um, you know. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm really hoping that you know it's one of those just perfect like Lamar Jackson 63 24 to state games where you just go nuts every second and I win them over in one day but it's probably going to be a process. Are you going are you going to do the 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 proper uh, spoil thing where you're going to buy them, like all the uh, memorabilia and stuff there to just just drop like 2 grand on, on stuff just to spoil them. He so. does he you know the grandparents are going I'm sure they'll you they're, know They're getting them Ohio state stuff though, right? Oh no no no. My so my parents are they're 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 Louisville but as Mike was saying my dad he's a little yeah, he he's kind of back and forth right now cuz he's a Notre Dame grad but I, I deep down think he's probably going to be pulling for Louisville, um, just mainly because of the Brahms. Um, but with that being said, yeah, they'll they'll spoil him. I, it, it's not even memorabilia that's the way to his heart. If you give him some like Sour Patch Kids and you know a soft, <laughs> can we give we give it Louisville like Sour Patch Kids shaped like Louisville Cardinals? Sure, yeah, we can okay. do that. Yeah. I think what needs to happen, like the the final blow that seals his fandom as a Louisville fan forever. We storm the field, and he goes on the field. Like that's that that's the dream scenario. Yeah, get him on the field. I and like I say this to someone that I'm like I don't want to storm the field, but if it happened, I'd like literally I'd carry him out there like Simba and the Lion King. Like, <laughs> now, over how old is he again? Well, he is he's just turned nine. So okay, so they wouldn't be like child protective services would get called if you put him. On, oh like, no, I would yeah, 100, I, I would be like here, get on my bag and climb the goal. Yeah, let's put him on the goal. I, I want a picture like on the cover of like SI if they still made him. Of yeah. like the nine year old, your nine year old kid, like hanging on the goalpost. Yeah, what like a victory! Victory in Louisville. Yeah, that would one hundred percent seal the deal right there. That'd be awesome. I've never stormed a field. I'm, I'm, I haven't either. Now I, I might do. It. Yeah, I'm I mean, the only one here that stormed a field. Of all the people, usually I'm the one. Like I've never done this. You are. St- I'm the only one stormed a field here. Well, when when did you storm the field? Uh, the Florida State game. Oh two. Oh two. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I I, at least that. I was told I stormed the field. Yeah, you were in your I right was, mind. I, I did. I did, and I helped carry some of the goalposts too out towards the, in the stadium. Then I just kind of wandered off. I'm jealous of that. Like that was a sophomore year in high school. We had like a the senior group. year of high school, Florida State. Oh two. 
senior year. We graduated. Oh, our senior year was 0203. I was allowed to buy beer. Florida State was senior. There's no way. Florida State was 02. It was our senior year of high yeah, school. We just we, we did the anniversary. We talked about. There's it. really not a debate here. Length last week. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. It was absolutely <laughs> our senior year of high school. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I do remember it was your first or second. We played year. them in our sophomore year. We got killed, 31 nothing. Yeah, that was it. That game I don't think was even on TV though. Yeah, it was bad. If I remember right, 31 nothing. Rough, rough sledding. Listen, we got payback. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I would say, can we have a game just one time? where we're hosting a top 10, top 15 team, and the whether or not we should storm the field thing doesn't divide the fan base. Because I'm already seeing it happen. I'm already seeing the, like, have some have some respect for yourself. Don't storm the field. Don't tell me how to fan. Just like the back. Like, I feel like we're going to do this every time. I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know what? Just storm the field every time. Like, who cares? Let's be Clemson. If we're playing a ranked team, just storm the field so we can avoid these stupid arguments. Ole Miss stormed it after beating LSU when they were both ranked in the top 20 last week. If they can do it, we can definitely do it for a top ten Notre Dame team. It's the fact of the matter is it's gonna happen. Whether or not you you wanna be the fan police or you wanna tell people what they should or should not do, we can get into those discussions if you want. At the end of the day, if we beat Notre Dame on Saturday, especially if it's a competitive game with an emotional finish, fans are gonna get out there on the field. And once a few dozen fans start going, everybody's gonna go. So did you see the the, the, the clip of the the, the Security guy trying to bump people, trying to run. It was on. terrible. Oh. It was, it was it, hilarious. And the only one he hits is the poor girl. It is the poor girl, yeah. <laughs> it comes right at him, though, for some reason. I don't know why, but. Yeah, he's yeah, literally in a left tackle stance. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> he was. Uh, Texter says that BCS ranking uh, going around the internet is not actually the BCS system. It was posted off an obscure website with one random nerd's formula. Someone in the comments said, that is why we don't have the BCS anymore, referring to the computer rankings in general. And that sparked this guy's formula going around being falsely portrayed as the BCS formula. I always thought the BCS, well, that's for, not I always thought the BCS that's not, was yeah. just one lonely nerd anyway in a basement. It kind of was. Yeah. So. I choose to believe that that's the BCS I was formula. I going to say, let's, let's just roll with it. That's I am. Good. We're going with it. We're, we're, we're number 14. That's the fact of the matter. Woo-hoo! Texas says, Google, Google uh, Brett Bielema's wife. She definitely has Aaron Andrews vibes. Do you remember that rumor back in the day? Like I, I told Trevor this, but Trevor wasn't. Like, in the early sports internet, Trevor was, was off the grid. Early he was current. Yeah, well, current. You're, you're kind of <laughs> off. But there was a big rumor on the sports internet when it first got going that Brett Bielema and Aaron Andrews were kind of were hooking up. Do you have any recollection of this? Uh, not at all. Like, she does not even, have Aaron not even an vibes. inkling. She does? Like, she's yeah, that attractive? She's, I mean, she's a. Ch- first of all, I always thought Aaron Andrews was a little overrated personally, but none, that aside. Trevor's got high taste. I do. I, I keep my state. Why do you think I'm fucking late? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. No, she's got the blonde. She's got the whole blonde look. She's a little older, maybe than Andrews, but I can see Aaron Andrews in that. Yeah, I mean, either way, uh, Brett's you know outkick his coverage. Good for Bielema. I mean, he's yeah. he's not a great coach. He's sucked pretty much everywhere he's gone. He's not an attractive man. But he yet. played football in college, right? Well, he's still falling up. He, he's a former O lineman, right? Yeah, he he played, so that's still O linemen do well for themselves. They do. Like, I can confirm that. We should have been O linemen. Yeah. Only thing that was missing was the desire. Look at Jason Kelsey. He had to go to Tinder, but yeah, she's still hot. Good for, good, good for Jason <laughs> Kelsey. It's like, God, if only knew back then we actually wanted to be an ex in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> Texture says Sam Hartman more like Sam Fartman. I like that, actually. Uh, has it, like, I don't know if anybody's seen this. Has Hartman talked to the media this week? Because I, I am curious to get his response. If they, Somebody's going to ask him about last year's Louisville game. Like, it was the worst game you've ever played. You're going back there a year later. And I want to hear, I'm sure he's a mature kid. Hell, he's like 27 years old. 
but he's I'm sure we'll, we'll give a good response. But I do want to at least hear him answer that question. And I don't think he's been made available to the media yet this week. But when he talks, I don't listen. I just look at him. Best looking quarterback I've ever seen. He's in got my great life. hair and a great beard for sure. Yeah, I mean I brought it up on the podcast, so it's probably starting to sound a little creepy now. But he's a good looking guy. I mean the guy. I mean he looks like a stallion. He he really does. <laughs> like he, he's like the dream quarterback. So um, I'd have a hard time running full speed and tackling him. Trevor Blue Jays. I thought you were talking about me, by the way, over there. Blue Jays taking a little lead here. I have, I have, you're behind. I'm 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 behind. I got zero zero. Uh, I've got Blue Jays driving home a, uh, a runner in scoring position. Oh, no, no. I take it back. They didn't. They didn't. Like, how is this possible? It's the bottom of the first. I, mis- I misread the tweet. Oh, I'm like, no. what it was, am I doing here? It was Blue Jays drive home a runner in scoring position challenge and then said, that's impossible for this team. I'm like, I'm watching the stream. It's I'm the bottom so sorry. of the first. I'm, I'm so what sorry. What did I screw up? They had guys on first and second, and they didn't They, they didn't do anything good. I'm sorry. That's, now, that's that on part. me. Thanks for reminding me. I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry. That's if my the, fault. If this was the Reds today, would you be able to concentrate? <laughs> no. Like, I mean, like, I don't even know how you do the show. I was distracted for, like, meaningless, seemingly meaningless games in June when they were playing, and I was, like, streaming it on my phone while we were doing the show. I mean, I sent you the clip of when De La Cruz hit the home run. Like, Trevor's talking about something, and I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. Trevor's like, I thought you were telling me to get out of the studio. Yeah, 100%. I I walked out. There's no – so I was – I remember in 2020 when they had, like, the weird season we made the playoffs, the the excruciating, painful loss, the game one to the Braves that they lost. We had the the painter over. And this guy saw me go through something that no person should have. Like, I was writhing on my couch. Just like, he probably thought I was like some sort of lunatic. I was cussing up a storm, then we ended up losing, and I, I literally think I changed the guy's life. Just because you can. Why do baseball players always have to wear, like, the Mr. T starter kit with, 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 of necklaces? In each, I mean, Barros has got, like, six gold necklaces on right now. It's fine. Leave him alone. Like, I can't help his pitching, right? We had a, uh, I'm ignoring you. We, we, we had a painter. <laughs> Speaking of painter stories, the last time that we played UK before Christmas in basketball, it was the game that we won, the Quentin Snyder game in, in 2016. We had a painter over at the house that day. It was somebody from Mary's hometown. He's a really, really nice guy, but like, does not care about sports at all. And I left to do the radio show. And I was like, he's going to be gone by the time like I get home, right? Because like, I, I need to get in game mode. Mary's like, oh, yeah, he'll be done by, like, 5. I get home at, like, 6.15. He's still there. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. The game starts. Uh, me, Mary, uh, her sister Laura are over at our house. And, like, he's upstairs painting. And we are saying things that, like, you wouldn't. I mean, it's a Louisville, Kentucky basketball game. Like, you know, bleep that guy, bleep this, F.U. Calipari. Like, all this stuff, just, like, screaming with every single play. He comes down at halftime. I'm pretty sure he, was like, had waited for the volume <laughs> to die down because he was so terrified of what he was walking into. He's like, you guys really, really get into the game, don't you? I was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to see this. And Mary's like opening the door and like yelling, like, ah, like after we win. He's at our house the entire time. It was very awkward, but also like I realized I, I, I can't hold back. Like I, I'm not going to, I can't behave like a normal person regardless of who I'm around during these games. That that was the night my middle daughter was born, Lila. That's and right. So like we watched the game, you know, she was like napping on my wife. So I had to like be very, you know, conscientious about my, uh, my volume level and like when we won it was like something out of like a hallmark commercial i like cuddled up to both of them and like you know i was like ah bliss here we go <laughs> how do you trust hiring someone's willing to work through a uvl uk basketball game uh, it was yeah i mean he did a great job i'll say that he was great i also remember that was you texted me in like the middle of the night i was still up because i was working on on stuff for the game it was like 2 a.m you're like 
We're going to the hospital. Rivalry, baby. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. And then we started talking, like, text, like, three texts later about whether or not we thought Ryan McMahon was going to play. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is, you're going to the hospital to oh, have no, a that was, the, that was the Yeah, that was the night before. I was yeah. like, do we think Ryan's going to play? <laughs> you're like, why don't you focus on the baby? <laughs> I think I answered earnestly. Yeah. I think I was like, I bet he gets in. Yeah. I get a couple shots up. Obviously, I was a big Ryan guy. Still am. Uh, Texture says, go cars, baby. Who's the wild man now? Dan, inject this energy into my veins. That is how you ended the podcast today. 100%. I mean, the Rudy quotes are going to be, uh, I mean, last time we were there when we won the Reggie Bonifant year, the amount of times I screamed that in the stands <laughs> was absolutely absurd. It had to be over 30. It was cold. <laughs> I had the, those thick gloves, and I did the the uh, the janitor clap yeah. after Rudy gets back. We're like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I did it probably a million times. Like, no, I don't think anybody else got it. I didn't care. I had to do it. That, what's funny, like, that movie, like, I mean, that's like something that, like my dad is like, the prototypical, like, put in Rudy, start crying guy. And, like, <laughs> it's just, like, hilarious that, like, um, you know, I'm his son. Because, uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good movie, but doesn't have the same effect on me as it does my dad. Um, but I, I will say, if you're ever, uh, if you're ever on campus, I, I actually traveled there for work a couple of years ago. Got up early, 5 a.m., put in my, put in my headphones played the Rudy soundtrack and just ran through campus. <laughs> it was electric. I mean, it was electric. I went to the grotto. I paused like I was like actually Rudy or someone on the team. Oh, um, but, yeah, highly suggest doing it. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, hour number three is on the way next. Keep it locked right here. Dan Sonard's here. Trevor Kelsey's here. Mike Rutherford's here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450-961. Big X. Well, Jason Moraz for your uh, your Wednesday. Here on fourteen fifty nine, it's one of the big X. It's the five o'clock hour. Jason Mraz uh, on Dancing with the Stars this year. You know, we we have a, a friend who is married to Jason Mraz's cousin, and I asked his feelings. Does not like Jason Mraz. He's not going for him on Dancing with the Stars. And I do have to always bring up the story that on their wedding day, again, this is a family relative. He's, his cousin was getting married to one of our best friends. He was invited to the wedding, of course, did not show up, and sent them as a wedding gift an autographed picture of Jason Mraz. It was his wedding present. That's awesome, by the way. Uh, of like our our friends, um, but I mean, it's not awesome. Well, I I kind of want him to make a play and, and and bring him out at some point so we can hang out. Um, I would take a you know over the hill Jason Mraz hanging out with us, give him the fantasy yeah. football league. Maybe I don't know. It's like did you just golf at Quail Chase with Jason Mraz <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I'm gonna send someone next time invitation to get to a wedding with some a picture of me. Autograph. Who played at Sun Valley? Yeah, we were 18 at Sun Valley with Dan and, and Mraz. Party six, Mraz. <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. Jason Art of the CC Podcast is in studio. Trevor Kelsey is here, distracted by the Blue Jays, who are once again threatening two guys on in, in the top of the second inning. One with guy just, on. I see two. Something just happened? I mean, I'm looking at one out, one on, top of the second. I got one out, two on. Yeah, but we've already established you can't be trusted. Dalton Varsho, 
at the, at, at the plate. You know, I don't like Varsho. Well, he's up. But, you know. Yeah, the guys we traded for him only hit home runs yesterday for Arizona. We distracted TK, which is fine. But it, we, we have an hour left. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Before we get back into Louisville-Notre Dame talk and taking some questions, have you guys seen the, the Matt Canada stuff? I once interviewed Matt Canada when he was uh, OC at IU. Did you really? Yeah. How, did, how, how was that? I mean, I'm pretty sure I got his name right most of the time. So, Matt Canada. You're way ahead of me. I just got the walk to on now. Told you. Well, I'll let you know. You want you want some good news? No, no spoilers. Second and third now. Two outs. Oh, come on. Two outs, second and third. Okay. But Two guys in scoring position. All right, hush. Make talk a play, about, Springer. Talk about Matt Canada. Okay, Matt Canada has been receiving a lot of heat because he sucks at coaching and the Steelers suck. He does. And there's this one account on Twitter that has, like, somebody found on every post about the Steelers where somebody is, like, criticizing Canada or the team. There's this guy named Dan Robbins that is just defending Matt Canada to the, to the death. Like, feels like a burner. Somebody tracked the email. I don't know how they found out the email. The email goes back to Matthew.Canada at Uh-oh. Steelers.com. Oh it's incredible. Only Matt Canada would use a burner to track to, to, to cover his tracks and then use a work email in his sign-up. It's, it's amazing. It's a I great be, story. I would be scared of Mike Tomlin to, to do something like that. That's, that's not a guy I'd want to disappoint. No. Did I tell you so? You know, Trevor has been. He always asked me if I have a, a Twitter burner, and I, I've, I've never had one. I've he never, does. I've never created one. Well, today, I had to create a second Twitter account so I could, because the uh, I was doing the Rudy Rudy's dad's a D word post again. Horrible, horrible post. It was a great post. I'll fool nothing but lies. People love it. Notre Dame fans respected it, but I all like some of the videos I couldn't get to embed, and so I had to. I rented Rudy on YouTube for like three bucks to get some of the, of the clips. And I took the videos with my phone. And the best way to embed video is through Twitter. But I didn't want to just have random, like, in the middle of my Twitter feed, just, like, five clips from Rudy. So I, I was like, oh, I'll make a, a Twitter account and just post these videos so I can So I created a Rudy's Dad Sucks Twitter account. I had no idea how hard it was to create a burner. Like, you have to have a reliable second email address. And I don't, like, I don't have one that I have access to or that I remember. So I had to use, like, my wife's email to confirm the, the account. So it was. It's a lot tougher to create a burner. I don't know how all these people have like seventeen burners, like Patrick. Kevin Durant is, is wants to give you a hug right now. He's like, I know. It's are hard. The I people guess. that find out like who the burner belongs to, like they should automatically get a job into like the FBI or the CIA. Like that's a, that's like a lot of like when the 76ers GM got caught. Uh, yeah, like that, that was, was uh, like the the research that had to go into that. I was like, my God, how did they how did they even pick this up? That was one of the best nights on Twitter ever. It when was. The, the, the ways that he was defending himself, people were talking about how big the collar on the shirt was. Was it Sam Hinkie? Was yeah. that who it was? I, yeah, I think that's No, right. that's, I, thought, no. I thought Hinkie was the Spurs Not, uh, yeah. and Thunder. Or, yeah, Spurs and Thunder guy. I can't remember. It was um, Brian Colangelo. Yep, that's who it was. And he was. People were making fun of the collar, how big it was on his shirt, and he's like, the collar's fine. Find, <laughs> find a <laughs> new slant. That's what it was. The collar's fine. <laughs> the collar's normal. Find a new slant. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest night in the history of the of the internet. I want to create a burner account for myself, but I'm just not created. I'll probably I, I I'm, I'm the I'm the more on that be like my account title would be like this isn't Trevor. I promise. So yeah, I mean, like, I'd be something stupid like that. If you see Rudy's dad sucks <laughs> tweeting a bunch of Mike Rutherford defense stuff in the next few years, <laughs> you'll know that's me. I have 1,200 followers. Do I really need a burner account? <laughs> I I can check out the uh, the people that have blocked me now. Like, I see what. Uh, Michael Barbaro from the New York Times is up to, or that smart football guy. I we're, still don't know why he blocked me, but we're, we're only going to see the Rudy Dad sucks after like every Louisville loss, where like you're somehow getting blamed <laughs> for it. It's like, oh, he's tweeting again. 
<laughs> yeah, it is annoying. Or it's like Rudy's dad sucks. Really going after Jack Plummer, saying some really <laughs> yeah, aggressive yeah, yeah. stuff. <laughs> I would never. It would never happen. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We talked a, a little bit about uh, Louisville Notre Dame today. As the the conversation continues to heat up as we get deeper into this week, uh, Louisville now just a five and a half point underdog. The spread has dropped Ooh. one point in the direction of the Cardinals. Does that I mean? I, I was saying like that makes me feel. I know it may be unfounded, but it does make me feel a little bit more confident that the, the betting public has some faith in the cards. Yeah, no, 100%. I was I was curious what the line was going to be when it came out, um, and I thought it was going to be more around like seven, seven and a half. So uh, to, to get down to where it is now, I'd say I, I feel a little bit better going into the game maybe than I did, but um, you kind of never know with those type things. One of the worst feelings in a game week, whether it's basketball or football, is when I feel I've got a good handle on this game. I feel confident about it. And the, the, the line shifts like three points towards the other team. I'm like, what do these people know that I don't know? Because I do feel like invariably, like it, like Vegas winds up being right. Like, like I, I'm like, I don't know why. Like, we're only, like last year, the Syracuse game. When it, the line kept going down. I'm like, why are we only a five-point favorite in this game? Why does, like, I think we're going to win this game by 10 and we get blown out. I'm like, well, they knew something. So I, it, it does make me feel a little bit better that the, some money's coming in on the card, so they feel like we have a chance to cover this thing. We'll have to we'll have to see where the late money goes. That's usually what catches my eye. The most. Yeah, right, Trevor, we got asked this question on the podcast today, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. If you could add a former Louisville player, non-quarterback, to the team for this weekend's game, who do you go with? Elvis Dumerville. That's I think that's exactly what Danny said. Is it really? Yeah, Danny said Dumerville. I said Jair Alexander. I knew I liked you. Yeah. I, I knew it. There was something about us. I mean, we kindred spirits. Just We were once in, in a different world, once the same person. I think we all look defense, which is, is understandable. If I was, Yeah, I mean. If I was going to go offense, like I said maybe like Ivan Green because we, we use a, a pass-catching tight end to help the offense out. But I think you feel good at running back. You feel good at wide receiver. The offensive line is pretty good. I mean, maybe I guess you could say I was going to say high backed in or something. If I went offense, I might go Beckham over even Beckham over even like receiver or a tight end or a running back. I would I, honestly, I would too. Like Willie Tyler's been really good at left tackle. Well, he's just brought in a spot for him. But then. we can move him <laughs> yeah. to right tackle and move. I think if there's been a weakness on the offensive line, and I think the offensive line has been m- more good than bad this year. But Ronaldo Brown has had some moments where he's been kind of a weak link. I I, I did think that I I heard. When I was listening to the NC State fan podcast last week, and a couple of them were really insightful, like they really go deep on the X's and O stuff, and they were like, "The offensive line looks solid for Louisville. The right guard Brown is where like we think the weakness is, and he's gotten some bad penalties. He's not, you know, he's he's been a, a good player, but penalties have gotten to him. So maybe if you added Becton, you could move Tyler to tackle, you could move somebody else to guard, and then maybe you could get Ronaldo Brown maybe coming off the bench, but." Like that's the I would go with offensive line before I would go with a running back or a wide receiver, even though we've had a lot of great ones. I don't want to sound like a casual, but this year more than most years, I like forget our offensive linemen, and I think that's a good thing because they've like that's no, an excellent like, thing. Yeah, like, you only notice exactly. offensive linemen when they so do like, bad stuff. I I do know Renato because he seems to get some silly penalties, um, but I mean he's been here. All and Hudson's time. been here a decade. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When you're calling out the name of the guy, you're like. Damn it, Brown! Like, like, you know, I don't think I've heard Willie Tyler's thing. name besides like the cartwheel yeah. one time this year. That's a fair point. Um, you know, so all right, let's let's hope it stays that way. I mean, we've gotten a you know, Brom's gotten a lot of attention. Uh, Alexis Cubit in the Courier Journal had a good story today about how you know, we brought in thirty newcomers this season, and a lot of them are playing huge roles in 
us getting to five and zero. And you talk about, I mean, when, when you discuss that, you think Plummer, you think Thrash, you think Coleman, you think, uh, you know, Cam Duck. Kelly's been so big for us. Storm Duck. Duck, you think Duck all the time. You don't really think the offensive line. And if he hadn't done what he did in the transfer portal, the offensive line would be in dire straits. I mean, Willie Tyler, I think, has been probably our best offensive lineman at left tackle. He's a transfer. Uh, Eric Miller, the other tackle, he's a transfer. You've seen uh, you know, John Paul Flores has played the left guard. He's a transfer from Virginia. Um, Brian Hudson is obviously a guy who's not a transfer who's been really good for us. But if he goes out, you probably have a transfer sliding over and playing that position. So if, Didn't Brian if, Hudson transfer originally, though? Like he is a transfer from a couple years ago yeah. from, from Virginia Tech. Yeah, about uh, but I was talking about just for, for this year. Oh, but, but fair point. Um, so like, it kind of gets overlooked. If we don't go out, and a lot of those guys were late in the game, transfer portal additions, you know, the offense might not be – able to do anything because you can't – we've had offenses that have had dynamic players but bad offensive lines, and we've seen how that's gone. So props to Jeff Brom for do, going out there and you, getting those guys. Do you see Brom – I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, but do you see him relying on the transfer portal as much as he did his first year in the upcoming years? I hope not. Maybe not as much. I think he's going to be a big portal guy, though. Like I mean, I, you're always yeah, – I agree with I'm not to steal your thing, but I think sure. you port, you're always going to bring in a, a small percentage of portal guys. You don't want to go Dabo, but – yeah, you, I don't think he wants to have to rely on like needing to get fifteen to twenty guys to, to fill his roster and be competitive. Well, you might, we were in the unique situation of having more guys to leave than usual because we had a coaching change. Like, like you had guys who just wanted to play for Scott Satterfield, um, who you know came here to play for Scott Satterfield who left. So we had more holes than I think we'll have moving forward. But I do think like there's, I, mean, there's I think more Jeff's proven gonna be, guys yeah. out there nowadays. Like, I think Jeff's going to use like the portal that. pretty liberally. Like. I, like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think I said it on the podcast. We had a couple of questions. Everyone loves to look ahead. You know who's going to be the starting quarterback next season? And if I had to guess right now, I think it's going to be another portal guy. Like I, I think that you'll, you know, we'll see how a guy like Pierce Clarkson or a guy like Brady Allen develops. I think Harrison Bailey will be in the mix as well if he sticks around for for another year. But I think, I mean, my guess is they go out and they go after another guy that's a proven talent in the portal. I mean, we read the stats during the summer. More than half of the starting quarterbacks in every Power Five conference are transfers. It's just you know, there are a lot of guys out there that were highly touted that go to a program like Ohio State or, or Alabama that can't get ahead of the other five star and that want to go and start somewhere really quickly. And those guys are going to be available. And I mean, look, I mean, a lot of all the local teams have done it. We went after we looked at Austin Reed from Western Kentucky goes out and gets Devin Leary from NC State. NC State goes out and gets Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. There's a whole lot of just revolving doors in, in college football now, and I think it's, that's not going to change anytime soon, and I expect Jeff to be a major player. That would be so hard to be a college coach because, like, oh God, I, I can't even imagine. You almost have to pick up or know, like, almost now, like, hey, do we sense that any guys are going to, you know, pack up and get out of here? Um, because if you're caught off guard with some of your guys leaving, that kind of leaves you scrambling as a, you know, recruiting base. So, um It'll be interesting. I like like I think a lot of that answer probably depends on, you know, how many defects we have at the end of the year and what positions we we're light on cuz I'm sure they have a recruiting plan already in place and they they try to stick to it as much as possible, but when the numbers become, you know, overwhelming with guys leaving, you got to kind of go to plan B. Yeah, I think college coaches went from uh, not just many too many years ago just having to recruit guys to come there. Now you had to recruit guys to come, plus you had to recruit your own team to stay. Yeah. Because I mean, if you're bringing in, I mean, you're, you know, if you're not, you're bringing a kid that's a decent recruit and maybe, you know, in the past he could redshirt. I mean, he'd sit maybe a freshman year and then come in. And 
know, and be okay with it now if they're not playing by their sophomore year. They may they might want to bounce, and then, I mean, you're left with having to again kind of go in the transfer portal, and it, it can be kind of a uh, an interesting walking on eggshells if you so for sure with all college coaches now. I mean, you hear stories now from, about college basketball and football coaches who will at big programs actively recruit three star players that they have really no interest in, just so if they go to a lower level and kill it for a couple of years, they already have that established relationship and they can bring them in as transfers. That's devious. It, it, it is. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I think that you see that all the time now where, where you don't want to sever ties with a guy who, even if he chooses <clears throat> excuse me, even if he chooses another school, you don't cut communication, you keep things going just because if he's in the portal a couple of years from now, hey, remember who loved you? Remember who I still loved you even after you chose to go somewhere else? And that's just – it's just kind of the way it is now. There's a part of me – like, I'm never going to shed tears for these guys that are making millions and millions of dollars, but I do feel bad for coaches. They can never really turn it off anymore. Like, you know, they used to talk about how you'd have a couple of weeks in the summer if you're a football coach or a couple of weeks in you know, whenever if you're a basketball coach, I guess the spring right after the season stops, where you could go on vacation with your family. And like, I do wonder if this is going to be something that takes a toll on Jeff Brom, who is very, very driven to yeah. succeed back, being back home at UofL. And he knows what this means to the the city. He knows what it means. He doesn't want to disappoint his family and stuff. But he's also like a big time family guy. Like I, I wonder if he's probably going to want to take vacations. He's probably going to want to go to you know his daughter's games. Like this is it's a t- like it is a demanding life. You you get paid a lot of money, but you give up a lot as well. Are that's we why starting, we ended Zoom there, Jeff. Are we starting Jeff Brom to the NFL rumors today? On no, the- that's not happening. Oh, that's not what's sure. happening at all. Okay, the NFL is, is not that much less demanding either. It's a different type of demand. Just making sure. No, that's not happening. Uh, Rangers, by the way, up 7-1 in the eighth over the Rays. Blue Jays, Twins, no scores. We head to the top of the third. No, uh, Dan, does he just have to the cough button when he does podcasts as much as he does when he does radio? I don't think I get as, as choked up doing the podcast. Is it just me? Maybe. Maybe it's the smoke just drifting over here from your studio. <laughs> I did open the window in here. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. But I, well, I, that I was only get, because I let one rip, and I was like, I got to open this window. Oh God. I, I do get very flummy on the radio. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. We'll take a couple of uh, questions from you guys. Texas says, damn, Danny, you sound different when you're not when we're not hearing you over your phone from inside a Home Depot. The sound today was not great on the podcast yeah, with us I both mean, doing we, it from the phone. We, we were scrambling. Did you do it from Home Depot? One time he did do it from Home Depot. I had He ended up having to move because the I'm not giving this impact. It was last basketball season. It was when we started 0-3. And I'm giving this impassioned speech about how like there's no excuse for being this, and in the background it's just like, beep, yeah, there's a lift, beep, a lift of a beep. guy going up. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, can you please leave? Yeah. And so we, yeah, you had to leave that and go next door to like a Starbucks or something. No, that's even better. Yeah, we, I mean, <laughs> we 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 jump through hoops to bring this pod to everybody, but um, no, I mean, it, it's it's one of those deals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could have gone sit in your car for like thirty minutes. <laughs> I, I t- no, no, the reason I couldn't is because I think I was getting uh, new tires or something like that. No, oh, okay. So I couldn't sit in the waiting room. That's right. There. Did you go to the bathroom or something? Well, no. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to walk on in there. Yeah, it was it was a long story, but I will say this: like I've always, you know, I have kind of a, a different voice. Like my dad, growing up, would always be like, "Talk normal." I'm like, Dad, I am talking. <laughs> this is how I talk. I don't know how to. Like I'm, I'm kind of monotone. You get crafted um, to, to Rudy's dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I can see why maybe I sound a little bit different. Texas, in reference to the podcast that you guys were talking about, if we beat Notre Dame, you definitely have to do the emergency podcast from the parking lot live, Facebook live, Twitter live, live live. I don't know. 
Let's get the real authentic celebration. None of this back home in my basement at one in the morning crap. That's tough to do a parking lot podcast. We could do like a, a quick video that we could share. Here's the deal. I'm not going to say no to that. I'm not going to say yes, <laughs> but I'm not going to say no. Um, I, I'm so mad at Mary, by the way. She's, I've asked her for it a million times. Now I think she's lost it. The video when you and I saw each other for the first time after we won the national title, oh. we're like frolicking in the middle of the like the Georgia Dome field. You're, you just beer shower me in front of everybody. Yeah, like that was. I feel like that's what that podcast would be like. Oh, I mean that was. I mean that was like a top euphoric Louisville moment Incredible. of all time. Um, not saying this win would not be great. Of course it would, but that was that was national championship. Yeah. Great. Texas says TK's mom is definitely getting laid tonight. I'll see to that. It's like somebody's going to a hotel room. <laughs> you come hang out with you tonight, Danny. Oh, uh, it's like feel free. Yeah, bring bring your mom. Um, well, no, I'm teasing. Over. I'm teasing. High school over again. I can't show up unless mom comes. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says. Times I got turned down at a party because I didn't have mom with me. That's... Well, <laughs> uh, angry guy texted in. He said the only thing more embarrassing than the raise attendance was the. Pef- Pathetic performance by the Blue Jays. They are pathetic, Trevor. Wow, angry man. I'm, angry I'm, guy's I'm, going after the Jays like, I'm now. I'm supporting you slightly, angry guy. Like, go after Mike. Why is he? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, I mean he's, he's, it's his name on the show, not mine. Why? I'm, I'm just here, like, to be the lovable, like, goof. Yeah. That, like, makes fart jokes and, and pot jokes and watches Blue Jay games and, you know, chugs Mel Yellow. Just don't make fun of me. Come on. Who's your favorite Jay of all time? Um, Devon White. <laughs> I like Devon White, starting center fielder. We got him from the Angels. Um, no, and this is probably just like the most like it's not even because he's technically banned from baseball. But probably Roberto Alomar. Really? And I know they they took out like his number from retirement. And he's banned from baseball officially. But you just like him off the field. I mean, I don't care less about what he does off the field. He's spitting an umpire's face. That is my man. Texas, have you ever noticed how many times Danny says "Yeah, hundred percent" or "I agree, hundred percent" on the pod? I have. Yeah. Second, by the I way, think we Jimmy all have. Key, yeah. by the way. I, Jimmy, Jimmy Key. This guy like, sucks. I know you love the. You, <laughs> love, you love my Jimmy Key, but my second favorite probably is Jimmy Key. I'm sure there's some sort of like training for future <laughs> TV and radio personalities. I'm kind of just that guy. I don't really, you know, I kind of have some isms, um, and that's that's one of them. So. I apologize about that. I try. I really actually do try to catch myself. But the thing is, like, I'll listen to my parents talk, and I can hear them do the same thing. So I, I know where it comes do from. Do I have isms? I mean, yeah, you just don't know how to pronounce any words. I thought those were fetishes. It's, well, it's not definitely not a fetish. I know I've got fetishes, but that doesn't get in my way. Okay. Well, we're not going to go down I mean, that road. This is spicy today. This is, this is normal. This is gotcha. light. Okay. This is light work today. I mean, I do know, like, there are... Ooh, they're checking Sonny Gray's uh, uh, mitt for something. You always get so excited when they do that. It's a, it's a normal thing. They do it after, like, oh, every other end. Do they? Yeah. I thought he was cheating for a second. I was excited. Your lack of baseball watching comes back to bite you. Um, yeah, the, I, like, I have friends. I won't name names, but I've got friends that have gotten into different elements of sports media where they've had to do more podcasts or, like, play-by-play. And, like, they've gone to... But classes, like, yeah. They, if ESPN do, hires you to do ACC network stuff, they'll put you again. through a training program. And I'm like, I, could, I, I can't imagine how bad I would be if I ever tried to do that. It would just be, it'd be, it'd be it's hard. Like when you talk, there's everyone has way. ticks. Yeah. yeah, you just, it is what it is. So, Texas, what's the over under on Danny and Mike getting in the podcast flow and dropping some f bombs on air? Hadn't happened yet. Knock on, knock on wood. People have no faith. Please in don't, because I don't know where the dump button is over here. Yeah, people have no faith in my non-cussing like our friends were like you know 
hey, don't say this word, this word. And I'm like, come on, guys, give me a little credit. But see, I, I, think, I think you and, and Mike are, and, and my, I'm like, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, we're, I, there's a switch in my head. I know because I, I'm, I talk like a sailor when the mic goes off. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I have found multiple ways to use the f word as a verb that like some people can't even understand. So, and like, but as soon as the mic comes on, for the, I mean, 99 percent of the time, I'm maybe saying that. I know Mike's not like, going to believe it. It clicks in my head, and I know not to curse. Yeah, I don't even cuss at my house. The only time I cuss is when I'm with my friends and looks bad because a lot of times lately like when i come home and visit my friends like their kids are around so when i get excited i start cussing <laughs> everyone's like danny what are you doing like you know my five-year-old's right there well, the but problem I'm, is also where, where we're at like I, we're, we shouldn't probably be cussing as much as me and mike probably do outside even the studio it's true it's a, it's, a, like, it's a good point like troy sometimes look at me sometimes when i when i we speak. get a lot of looks around here yeah <laughs> i i mean i i cuss a lot it's i realize i'm just not mature enough to express myself in a more articulate way but I, it was my, honestly my biggest concern when I started doing radio full time like ten years ago was was that I was just not going to be able to dial it back. It's only happened once. I, I've gotten in trouble for saying stuff that I thought I could say. Same um, here. The the boner in a robot voice uh, conundrum that that happened at iHeart. But P word, M word. The only time that I've gotten that I ha- it was like two years. It was on this station. It was like two years ago. I don't even know if you remember this, Trevor. But like I and it wasn't even like I was just talking normally. And it slipped out. I was trying to say a different word, and I accidentally said the S word. And it just like it was just one of those. So it wasn't even, hey, like I, I forgot I'm on the radio and I'm just talking like I normally do. It was just a, a slip of the tongue. Like my, me trying to pronounce our UBL's president. No, I, I was not saying Kim Schatzel. Oh. My worry isn't about cussing, it's about saying something that's not like politically correct. Yes, but like I don't even know any better because I'm just an idiot. I can see that. And out. I'm like, yeah. oh, hey, I just like, what if we go to break and they're like, Okay, you might actually get a call about that. Mike, you have a type. <laughs> I mean, me and Danny are yeah. one of two peas in a pod over here, buddy. Well, well, you just, I don't think you're really that concerned about it because you do say those things like half yeah, the time. Yeah, but at half the time, I don't also know that I'm, yeah, when you tell me I've offended people, I don't care, but I didn't know I offended them. I am, I mean, I'm, I, I do am self aware of stuff like that because I, I do think that there's, I have a soft spot in my, my heart for people that make what I think are honest mistakes when they say something that's, taken the wrong way or take it. They just didn't know was that bad because it's like you talk for three hours every day or you talk for an hour every day, however long you're talking. Like it's, it's tough not to just slip up and say something that you didn't know was really, really dumb. Trust me. We say dumb things on the air every single day. Most of the time they're harmless, but I, I do that. There is a part of me where I hear something. I'm like, I don't think that he meant that maliciously. I hope he didn't mean that maliciously, but it's, uh, yeah. I can't even imagine like doing that and then just going about your day and not knowing. And all of a sudden, it's like you you feel like Tom Brenneman, like someone just knocks on the door <laughs> and they're like, uh, we're going to need you to come in here real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that would be. Well, Tom, Tom. Well, I mean, that one was Tom's obvious. a little bit. Yeah. That's a little that, bit of a different yeah, situation. I, yeah, I'm, I'm Tom, saying was, the, Tom was awful there. I was too. saying, yeah, I was saying more, you know, just going about like having no idea that what you said was cast out over the airwaves. Texas says this is a KRC text. And look. You want to text the Kentucky Roll Call Show? If you do it during our show, we're going to read your text and we're going to respond to them seriously. Uh, Texas, catching up on the podcast, Scoots' analogy with Assembly Hall being like a restaurant you've always liked but had a bad experience at. The problem is nobody outside Bloomington likes Assembly Hall. IU is a second-rate basketball school now, and Kentucky is doing them a favor playing them. I personally would love a neutral, neutral series played at the Yum Center in the Pacers Arena. My two cents, suck at Scoots. From Doing them a favor? I do like, I mean, so... With with 
Roush and Walker and Scoots. Scoots is an IU fan. Roush and Walker, obviously, Kentucky fans, and it's a Kentucky show. They haven't had much, like, situation, many situations where Scoots has had to hold his ground as an IU fan. And now they do that. They have this basketball series, and Kentucky is being like, you guys are pathetic because we're only playing one game at Assembly Hall, and Cal's probably going to be retired. I'm, I am I didn't get a chance to hear them have that conversation today, but I'm curious to see like how much Scoots pushed back against the U.K. talk. I mean, I wouldn't bet much. <laughs> kind this, of spineless. This series is just so <laughs> overblown. Like, I mean, they, like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I know Cal made a big deal of it. I know Kentucky fans, like, we don't need to play them, blah, blah, blah. It just, it felt so drawn out and overblown for so many years. Like, whatever. I, I don't think much of IU, personally. Um, but it's... It's fine that they're playing. It's not great. It's not bad. It's like, all right, they're playing. I'm trying to grasp the the, the analogy went with the, so it's, assembly hall is like a restaurant that you want to go to but get bad service. I don't care to follow that much. But um, I'm not going to put much effort into figuring out what Scoots. <laughs> if you get bad about. service, why would you want to go there? I so much of what Scoots <laughs> says <laughs> just doesn't doesn't track. That's, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I, I, I thought I was bad at doing those analogies. I mean, come on, Scoots. Texas Mike, I used to hate watching sensible salad Scott's postgame pressers. Now they bring me so much joy. Since he hasn't changed him a bit, let's beat Notre Dame. Totally agree. Have you seen the graphic? There's a one of these stat guys. I think it's actually the same stat guy that I referenced who has the advanced matchup numbers for Louisville versus Notre Dame. But he does a how bad did we really get beat chart yeah. every single week. That basically shows, like, based on the numbers, regardless of what the score was, this is exactly how, how badly you were legitimately dominated. And we, like, for instance, this this week, we were pretty far down, like, the we actually beat NC State pretty bad, even though our score didn't reflect that. Like, we were sandwiched between, I think, a 50-20 to 20 win and a 45-13 to 13 win. So we should have won by a lot more based on the numbers. Cincinnati, for the, the second time this yeah. year, is the dead last as far as, like— I think it was the Miami-Ohio game. Yeah, as far as, like, how the hell did you lose this game? There's no excuse for you not scoring more points than your opponent— and that's the Scott Satterfield special. That was what we lived with for four straight years where it was, like, there's no reason for this game to be close, let alone for us to be losing. We are better than them. There's no reason. Like, what are you doing in the red zone? And that's the life that Cincinnati is, is living right now. Congrats. I love you. I mean, and I they paid us $2 million you, dollars to live it. You're that so chart beautiful. is a great tool to kind of, you know, yeah. judge head coaching. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tough look for old Scott. Uh, two out of four games with all the games going on in the nation that they dominated, you know, more than any team that actually lost the game. So, yep, best coach between the 20s in the nation. Old roller coaster Scott. Texas says, uh, Mike, you mentioned Dalton Varsho. Fun fact, he was born nine months and one day after his dad's Gary's final game. That sucks anyway. <laughs> Gary Varsho, former pirate, I want to say. Dalton. No, I don't know. I didn't know his dad played. Apparently did. Shout out to Gary Varsho. Wish wish he hadn't worn a cup. All right, we're going to take our last break. We're going to come back. We'll take some more texts from you guys. We'll get to as many as we can at 502-414-1450. Here with Dan Sennard and Trevor Kelsey on a Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. Electrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. 
the two Always on the move, they got nothing left to lose Except the guns and the wounds Now the crossing border sheriff's posse on the tail They'd rather die together than be stuck up in a cell They drank up all the whiskey and they partied every night Like it could be the last the bounty said to shoot on sight They chased chase the endless summer, knew it came with the pride They wouldn't stop running till they found a paradise All right, final segment of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. We've got... Dan Sinar from the CC Podcast here in studio. We got Trevor Kelsey ferociously monitoring the Jays Twins game. How are we doing in there? Mid fourth, uh, no score. What, what are the vibes like, TK? We are uh, top of the four, two outs. Uh, looks like just three outs going to the bottom now. The fourth, just as Chapman uh, just struck out. Are you? Where's your nervousness level? Um, I feel like you've already given up. God, a little bit. I told you I was worried going to this. I know Toronto is that team. I mean. Toronto's a team that's like no pitching in all offense and never works in play in postseason. Never Somehow it didn't matter that the Twins had lost 18 straight playoff games, which is insane. Well, we've lost five in a row going into maybe more than that if I think about it. Because I mean, we've lost still not as bad. We lost. We lost. The, we got swept back to back in 20 and 22, 20 and 2022 for the wild cards, and then our last postseason before that was against the Indians in 16. And we lost that series four to two, and I think we lost the last two games of that series. I think it was tied two two. So, yeah, we've lost like six in a row. It's not as bad as eighteen, yeah. especially with the Twins being so good. Minnesota's got a packed house. Uh, we'll we'll get one through. Cute girl there. We are. We have a packed text line here at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll try to cycle through as many of these as we can in the last twenty minutes of the show, and then we'll uh, we'll look ahead to the sports that are going to happen tonight on TV. We'll give you some picks. Uh, Evan says. What's a bigger win, cards over Notre Dame or the Cats beating the spread against Georgia? I mean, for us, cards over Notre Dame. It doesn't matter. Even neutral would tell you. What do you think is more likely to happen? Honest question. Louisville wins straight up or Kentucky covers against Georgia, which I think the spread's down to like 14 and a half. Georgia looks very shaky. Yeah. I mean, I think Kentucky can definitely cover that. They they look very shaky. I think uh, old Stenson Bennett was a lot better than people gave him credit for. Yeah. um, Just my opinion. But. Uh, the fact that we're at home, I would say just that would be a little less surprising. I mean, you're talking. So were they, though, weren't they in, in game in Commonwealth? No, that's in Georgia. It's in Georgia. It's in, it's in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. They're calling it Cathens. Everything has to be oh, a cat God. thing. Yeah. Ridiculous. Sometimes uh, I just think they're having a stroke. I'm going with, like, I, I think both things can happen, honestly. I, I, I would probably, I'm going to go with us beating Notre Dame, but it's slight. But I, I would not be shocked at all if we beat Notre Dame and UK covers the spread against Georgia because Georgia has looked very vulnerable so far. This I year. mean, if that happens, the buildup to this last game of the year. Oh, if we both would, win? Yeah. I mean, would be it would go from like 6 out of 10 to immediate 10 out of 10. I said it yesterday. Point. If we ever get to a point where that game has playoff implications, like I, I don't know if I can watch. It'd be three plays into it, and I would just die. <laughs> yeah, that really would. That'd be tough. Mary's like, you're, Mary's like, you're you're taking your shirt off. It's a two yard run. What do you? I don't even know if you're cheering or you're upset. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. It's it's gonna be a lot. I don't know if I could handle that game. Texter says, uh, what's up with Boise guy? We haven't heard from Boise guy in a while. Probably because Boise State sucks now. Do they suck? I thought they were okay this year, right? I, don't, I mean, the fact that we don't know just goes to show that they're irrelevant. That's true. They're probably like three and two. If I, I mean, had to I'll, guess. I'll know what they're doing when they're on like a Tuesday night game, and I'm gonna bet it. But Boise State is two and three. They suck. Yeah, they do. Washington suck. beat them by a million. UCF beat them, and then Memphis State beat them by three last week. So that's why that's why we haven't heard much from Boise State guy. Couldn't have named you their coach if you paid me a thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, Peterson was the last coach I can remember. Them. Yeah, now it's like some guy named Andy Avocado or something. I don't know. 
Who cares? Besides Boise guys. Isn't there old quarterback Zabransky on the staff? I don't know. I think that's I think you're right, actually. He was once on the cover of the uh the the college football game. Texas says Trevor, quote, let one rip and had to open the window. Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> now, I'm a little worried too, because now I'm like hearing people behind me, like there's a beeping sound and like I'm hoping I don't have to close the window, but I'm trying to air it out a little bit. That's the guy who yesterday let us know that Jade Cargill is married to Brandon Phillips. That guy's full of knowledge. It's a great stat. Yeah. Great knowledge. Texas says game week, you know what that means? And then it's a picture of the podcast being injected into their veins and Big X Radio being injected into their arm. That's a great, it's a, it's a great image. Wouldn't they both be the vein? Well, yeah, but arm and then vein like in the wrist. Oh, okay. Texas, Danny, are you a wrestling fan? Uh, funny you ask that. I, I was. Is it? <laughs> I was until I would say maybe eighth grade. Um, but like from third grade through eighth grade, I was pretty hardcore. Like, but my brother very into Okay, you got um, about the wrong Sinclair. Yeah, but. that's what we were talking about off air. Was who would win a trivia wrestling trivia qu- challenge between his brother and you? And I said yeah. I think Colin may have you beaten like just WWE only. Right, well, but I think you know more about like AEW and Japanese wrestling and that stuff. Well, also I, I kind of between like 2000 and 2010, I was kind of like I, I didn't pay much as much attention. So you're too good for WWE. And I've gone back and like watched some stuff that I missed in that decade span. But I mean, yeah, like. You start bringing up 80s and 70s, territorial days, stuff, yeah, I'll take on it. 89 through, like, about 99 um, or 2000. I think that's the peak of wrestling. Did you just say, are you fading away from your mic? Yeah, talking to the mic. Sorry. You sound like you were walking away as you said that. (laughs) Talking to the mic. We have the the, the signs here on the the, the desk for the reason to say, please stay close to the mic. I'm a rookie (laughs) rookie here. But, no, I was saying wrestling peak, I think, was about 89 through maybe the year 2000. You'll you'll be watching tonight's AEW 200th episode though, like I will, and Mike will. I'm assuming. Is Orange Cassidy wrestling? And he might wrestle. Okay. All right. I will not be watching. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Texas says, "How about those Tampa Bay Rays scoots? Scoots just catching strays right and left on today. No, I think so. he is a Tampa fan. I thought Scoots was a Braves fan. No, no, I think his his. I just thought so because he seems like a Braves fan. When he does look like a Braves fan, doesn't he? I don't know why. He screams Braves. If I picture like like. Go to like a, an artist and like draw me a brace fan. I'm describing Scoots. I yeah, hundred percent. I probably am not lying about that. Uh, no, I, I know he likes um, Tampa Bay Lightning, and I believe I guess the Rays too because when he had his lottery money, he was living down like in that area and kind of was living the, living it up in Tampa. Oh, and I think he went to some like I think he said he like set like you know right on the ice at, at some Tampa uh, Lightning game and then also with some uh, Rays games. So. What a uh, what not to do. Tell tell story. It's like if you win the lottery and waste all your money sipping sitting courtside or rinkside at Tampa Bay, you may be doing Big X Sports Radio ten years later. I mean, to be fair, he was like in his like early twenties when he won the lottery. Like, no, there's no chance any of us single early twenties would have any of that money left anyway. If only he knew where he'd be. Maybe well, he, maybe he would have acted differently. <laughs> I gotta get a lottery ticket. I think we're over a billion now. Well, by that time. Mike refuses to join our lottery club. He's I don't too trust good. any of you all. He says he's too good. He says I absolutely am too said, good. He says he looks down on us. He won't show up to Christmas parties. He won't buy the lottery club. When I brought up that you that like, you admitted that if you won the lottery in the lottery group, you would just keep all the money for yourself. And that's when I was like, I made the right decision. by not, I don't trust any of you all in this lottery group. No. Tr- Trevor, I'm, you can cut me in. I'm, you want in? I'm in. You don't, all right, you we'll don't put you in rotation. You do not want in. Texas Sam Hartman is a cross between a unicorn and Burt Reynolds in the original Longest Yard, but he's going to lose on Saturday. It's his destiny. That's that is one dreamy image right there. He also doesn't have a rib. 
his ribs around his mom's neck. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, he does seem a little out there. And you know he's a great person because he wanted to check on you know Duke's quarterback. That's true. I like I I do like Sam Hartman. Text I, I liked him. He was in that QB one show as a senior. In, he was playing for um, who was the Will Greer's dad, which was kind of a shady thing. <clears throat> Basically, Will Greer's dad was like, who was the coach from that was on two a days? Russ Probst. Russ Probst. Yeah, he was like he, he was like the he everywhere he went there was like some sort of shady cheating. Will Greer's dad went to this like small, wealthy private school in South Carolina and brought his star quarterback Sam Hartman there to like play with all these nobody kids. And he was on the show, but he came off as like a really likable kid. But you could tell that there was something something weird going on. There. I missed too. Why are we pulling Jose with better forty seven bitches? <laughs> Texture says, did you see the video pull, of pulling the fire alarm? I feel like Trevor and Danny have done that plenty of times. I, hand to God, I've never pulled a fire alarm. I can see you doing it. I don't think young Danny would have had the stones. No, I'm, I wasn't. A, contrary to popular belief, wasn't really a troublemaker growing up. You um, just get in dumb trouble. I do. I just. It's not intentional. Yeah. Like, that's, college, what I mean, that's what I told the cops too. College, like, <laughs> we all just were, like, laughing and, like, pushing uh, one of our friend's car, like, out in the street. I gave it, like, the most nonchalant, like, push. Uh, after like half half our friends were kicking the car, and of course I get like accosted saying, like, "Hey, <laughs> you got arrested. We just saw you like you know vandalizing a car. I'm like, I think I like poked it with my index finger. But I did stupid stuff as a kid. Fire alarm. I never did pull one. Never have. Texas doesn't I mean. I don't know what can be done about the static. I don't know what can be done about the commercials being so much louder than us. I've, I've tried so, turning them sorry. down. We're doing know. the best we can. Is all I can say here. I mean, I'm sitting there trying. I'm, I'm bouncing work and audio and and, and Blue Jays games and. Just, Trevor, are you I'm being the, are you the by I- my podcast person right in front of me? I mean, are you the IT? Are you Big X's IT? Pretty much. <laughs> Which is that's Glenn. Glenn's our IT guy. Well, we get into this is why we're in the the place that we are. Because <laughs> Glenn today was like, I think Trevor would know more about that than I would. I was like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to hear. Yeah, I was talking about the mics and whether or not they were going to work. He's like, Trevor's a better person to ask than me. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> this, that was... Now, did Danny, did you ever get to go to the OG studio? No, he's no. only been to this one. Uh, we should have had him up at the OG studio. If you really wanted to get scared and never do radio again. Oh, no. OG studio, don't let, him, don't let him fool you. He's full of bleep. The OG studio was awesome. I do miss Frank. Did you guys yeah. just do your show from a different station recently? Did I see a the picture of that? The last four months. like nothing, Everything stopped working here like in May. So we had like four months where we were over in Jeffersonville. Okay. And that's the OG studio. It's the original Big yeah. X studio, which is a it's like part dentist. People live there. Uh, there's memorabilia everywhere. It smells really strange. It's a very weird. People have definitely been killed there. Is the best way that I can describe the OG studio. But Trevor loves it. It's like walking through a middle, like a, a mix between a radio station from 1978 and a consignment shop from 1988, and a home because people are, are living home, there yeah. and just hanging out. I kind of now I'm intrigued. <laughs> it's very intriguing. I do miss Frank. I, I enjoyed when Frank would come. I mean, out where else can you do radio and look through like you know DVDs of, of of the best movies of 1992? I mean, nowhere. Angry guy says, uh, "Don't worry, Trevor's mom's coming tonight." Not if you're involved, angry guy. Uh, angry guy also says, "You're right, Trevor. I'm sorry, man, about the Blue Jays dig. Eat bleep, Mike." Yeah, thank you, angry guy. There he is. We got to stick together, dude. Texas says, "Tell angry guy to adopt some more cats, Trev." Does he have a lot of cats? He can have one of mine. Texas says, mispronouncing words could be a fetish. Does Trevor have any throw mama from the train lady porn? No, oh, don't, don't ask me about throw mama from the train. Oh, I hate that movie with a passion. Texas says, Danny and B. Sim should do a radio show together. 
Why do I not know who Beeson I wonder what Beeson was the guy in studio last week. Oh, yeah, that's where I knew that the name from. The mics weren't working. I was like, where did I know that name from? He was the dude that was here last week. Texas says, wait, Scoots won the lottery. How much did he win? He's from Indiana and lost lottery money. All he wanted to do was leave Indiana and then force life forced him back. No. I feel like we should give Scoots a group up. He won the Florida lottery. Yeah, he was down in Florida. He won, like, what, like 250K? He, he, well, before taxes, it was like 255,000, yeah. So I guess it ended up being like 170 or something after the taxes and stuff. And I mean, Scoots being the nice guy, he paid off all his student loans. Because I think he was only like 22 and he won. It's really not being a nice guy. It's just being financially responsible. Well, let me finish. And then he paid off a lot of his family debts. Oh, that is nice. There you go. And then he spent the rest, like, just, I mean, doing what, a, what we would in our early 20s and being single would do. I mean, the only difference between me and him is he made it out alive. I probably would have been found, like, in some gutter in Jacksonville when it was all said and done. Texas says, Jack Plummer is a six-year player, sometimes making mistakes like a freshman. Do you think our backups are that far away where the mistakes keep happening and he stays in? Or could a change happen if these mistakes happen against good teams? I think that it's Plummer, is, it's Plummer or die at this point. Yeah, I think short of an injury. I think we would have already now. seen someone uh, like get their feet wet if Jeff had any other con- – not saying that he's not confident in the guys behind him, but I think he – like you said, this is this is Jack's ride, and he's going to just ride him to the end. Unless Jack gets injured, he start, he's playing. Yeah, it, it would take something drastic. Like he's – four of 17 at the half on Saturday with four interceptions or something. I mean, three more of those throws he made at the NC State game, then I would actually be like, okay, maybe we actually need to evaluate things here because I don't think I'm over that throw yet. Yeah, I mean, it's also, like, if you take him out, my understanding is it's, like, it's it's Brock Doman. Like, they, they like Harrison Bailey's arm strength a lot, but I think his knowledge of the playbook isn't there yet. I think they would go with, in any situation where you have to yank Plummer or if Plummer gets hurt, I think they would go with Doman for a few series because he's reliable. He's done this before. And then if it went poorly, I think that's when they would go to Harrison Bailey. I don't think because people are every time he starts playing bad, people are like, put in Clarkson. Put in, like Pierce Clarkson is 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 down. Like he and Brady Allen both are are it would take three or four guys coming in and playing poorly to see either one of those guys. So like I don't think that's what's going to happen this year. But it like it would take a lot for Jack Plummer to get benched, I think. It'd take a lot for us to have Shorty Hart and come back and win this damn series. Scoots did text in and say he won $187,500. That was the exact total. That was probably after taxes. That was close to that. After taxes, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no way I would have. I would still have that either. Now the Twins are leading. Yeah, Correa just brought in a single. Oh, your, your boy uh, Kikuchi came in, the, the heavy sleeper. I don't care who he is. Bases loaded, nobody out. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Texas says, I'm feeding my newborn daughter, and she literally startles awake every time a commercial comes on. Look, we're sorry. I don't know what else to say. That was the plan all along. Texas says, Cathens, what a bunch of dorks. Yeah, that's bad. Texas says, I asked this yesterday and it may have been answered, but I missed the end of the show. I was chatting with a buddy thinking about potential of the cards winning on Saturday, and if we did, would we storm the field? Uh, that led me to wonder how many times we stormed the field. We did answer this question. Uh, you said you can recall the 02 FSU game, 06 Miami, 2016 FSU, and then Wake last year. The ones you're missing, I think, are uh, 2006 West Virginia, and then 2007 Rutgers, the weird storm that we had at the end of that year just because we were sad about things. Yeah. I think those are the only two ones that you missed. Yeah. The person who texted in saying they stormed uh, in 06 after the USF game, that I, I, I made sure that I wasn't just missing something there. We definitely did not storm the field after the second-to-last regular season game that year, at home game against USF. Didn't happen. Now I'm picturing storming the field like I wasn't before. Now, hey, now you're in? Well, I mean, not, I'm not in. I'm just picturing it. I've never done it. If we get, if I'm in a good enough mood, 
And the game gets close. Like, I'm going to start like, like, let's get down there. Come on, Mary. Let's do it. I want to storm. I've never stormed a field. I'm going to take video. Yeah. We meet at the beak. We meet at the beak. We're all going to meet at the beak. We're going to get video of Mike Dillon, the only one running on the field and getting caught <laughs> by, by security. Rutherford. Like, I'm that guy who's like, just trucked by just, security. Just going Will Ferrell to old school. Like, let's go through the quad. Let's go, people. <laughs> me, and, me and Brian Brom are trading shirts. Like, we're trading jerseys <laughs> at the end of the game. I'm like, giving him my hoodie. I'm like, give me your polo. <laughs> You're just like, tackle Brom. Yeah. Happy Ring of Honor. Just like, start beating him up. Like, they're, they're attacking Brian Brom. This is out of the blue. I forgot to. I didn't have a Dan of the Dumps say this. I didn't even a Dan of the Dumps, but oh yeah, I forgot to ask. Remember my really. Domers hat? Yeah, I do. I, I like had a Notre Dame hat said Domers in like sixth grade. No idea what it meant at the time, <laughs> and I like wore it everywhere. And then I, you guys, suffered through something like that. Yeah, somewhere, man, I know. Um, Gosh, um, Texture says, "Have you ever heard so much worry and concern about a quarterback of a five and O team?" Also, what are your expectations for the team after the Notre Dame win? I feel very confident about the four games after that. I mean, I'm sure that there have been teams that have had similar starts with suspect quarterback play. I don't even think. Look at Ohio State currently. Yeah, I don't even think they. Don't they hate their quarterback up there, Danny? They're yeah, they're, uh, they're not concerned. Af- not after they, they not after they won. Okay, so they got that to the yeah. day one that they kind of turned 180 on everybody. Yep, 100. percent Okay. I mean, based on the no, it is weird too because based on the numbers, Plummer's been like a top 20 quarterback in college football so far this year. I've seen him in a few of those rankings, but you know, we see what we see with our eyes. His mistakes are just so glaring. That's the issue. Is is that when he's good, it's 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 fantastic, but when he makes a mistake, it's a mistake like the two that he made against NC State, where you're like, man, you've played college football for six years, you just can't do that. The second part of the question, I mean, yeah, if, if we win this game, if, if we beat Notre Dame, I think then you start to look ahead and you start feeling very confident. Pitt has looked like a dumpster fire the entire season. I think they've fallen apart a little bit. That We thought that was going to be a really tough road game immediately after Notre Dame. Then you get a little bit of a break after Pitt. Duke will be a huge game. I think I would fully expect them to still be a top 25 team. And then Virginia Tech and Virginia – I wouldn't say I'm that confident about the the next four because I do think Duke will be tough. But three of the four, I mean, I think you you circle those and you say we should win them. Here's a I don't think we're good enough yet, um, or we haven't shown we're good enough yet to where I can just be like, yeah, we you know that's a win. I mean, we almost lost we almost lost to Indiana. We were down to Georgia Tech, um, so I don't think we've cleared that hurdle yet. But I'm saying if we beat Notre Dame, no, I I, I get that. I totally get it. Um, but I mean, even if we do beat Notre Dame, like I don't know, we, it, I feel like we don't have a lot of success, and I know this Pitts team is different, but, um, you know, just the brand of ball that they play, um, you know, I know their quarterback's been awful, but I, I still wouldn't look past that game. All right, let's look ahead. If we apologize if we didn't get to your text today, uh, well, text says we'll take one more. I'm taking Notre Dame to beat the spread the way I could win some that way I could win some money, but even if they don't cover, I don't see them winning the game, so I will have something to hang my hat on either way. Happiness hedge. I hate the happiness hedge. Yeah. I can never do it. Life bet. Tonight, uh we've got right now I see the twins are now up two nothing. I'm sorry, TK, but it, it could be worse. Thanks for reminding me. Could be worse. Uh tonight we've got Diamondbacks Brewers, seven o'clock on ESPN two, Gallon versus Peralta. Brewers looking to stay alive after the Diamondbacks came back and won. Danny, who you like here? Man, I, I don't know. There's not there's some bad juju going on in Milwaukee. Like Corbin Burns was getting bashed last night. Craig Council apparently has one foot out the door. I, I think Arizona closes it out tonight. Um, I, I'm not a big Peralta guy, anyways. Um, so I'll I'll take D backs to move on. TK, who you like? 
First of all, I always thought Corbin Burns was the guy who played in Major League, played third base, the actor, but that's no here or there. Uh, I'm going Zach Allen in Arizona, so Milwaukee's going to win. I'll take Milwaukee. I think Freddie keeps well Go against me because I'm, I'm clearly picking everything wrong in baseball. I went 0-4 yesterday in these games. So I'm so far, as the way this is going, I'm over too. Marlins-Phillies. Uh, Phillies looking to close the series out. Ruined the dream season of the Marlins. Dan, who do you like here? Um, I don't, you don't tell me who's pitching. I don't I don't know. but Garrett versus Nola. Ooh, I feel like Nola had a shakier year than usual. This Garrett year. Nola, he's okay. Um, I, I'll go Phillies. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see the Marlins being the type of team that put up a huge fight, and that's a tough environment. Yeah, I picked the the, the fish yesterday. I'm taking the Phillies today to close things out. TK, who you like? Um, well, I maybe don't share Danny's enthusiasm and his voice for the series. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. All right, we're all three on the same page. And then the uh, only NFL, or I guess college football game of note today, we'll pick it quickly, is the, well, yeah, there are two, but we'll pick the one that's on national TV. Take Middle Tennessee State minus three and a half and then take uh, FIU plus six and a half. Dan Jacksonville State or Middle Tennessee, who you like? Middle Tennessee yeah, three. I'm going to follow Trevor's picks. Okay, I'll go with Middle Tennessee, and then I'm taking New Mexico State to cover the six and a half. Boom, done. Uh, to, big, by the way, Dan, thanks for stopping in. Oh, no, thanks for having me, guys. It was awesome. We enjoyed it. Best of luck to TK's Blue Jays. Hopefully, they can oh, hang God, on for one more day. Uh, he's struggling. Big Hold thanks to everybody. For one more day. Thanks for today. Everyone have a fantastic Wednesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at three as we continue to ramp up Louisville Notre Dame week. Go Cards. Go Cards. Go Jays. Go Blue Raiders. Keep it locked on Kentucky Atlas, only locally owned sports talk.